What's good? What's good? What's good, fans? This What's up, fans? <laughs> Look at him. Somebody over there, giddy is a little, a little schoolgirl right now. Fans, this is your man Cam down here on location in Costa Mesa, California. We got my man Cleveland up there in the Northwest. I don't know what he's so excited about. He he been bugging me, texting me, calling me. What what we what time are we doing the show? When is the show starting? I ain't got no information. I'm like, settle down, man. You gonna have the information. This guy, he I mean, is it spring football? Is it the uh, hydroplane weekend? Is it the seafair weekend? What what's what's got you so fired up right now? Oh, Cam, it's it's a it's a multitude of things, but I you know I have the utmost confidence that you'll you'll lead us to the right direction and we'll be able to address it at the at the proper time. Oh, did the bomber get a hold of you? The you know, actually, you? actually, I was hoping you got a hold of him and, oh, and and let him know that, you know, the way the free agency has gone in the NBA, I just didn't want there to be any hard feelings going forward with regards to, you know, the haves and the have nots. Um, it kind of came through with that. So there's some have nots out there for Mr. sure. Mr. Ballmer, no disrespect ever, man. There's never any disrespect between us. I just want you to know that at all times. Well, let's get this started, man. In this episode, week 150 of this iteration of Voices Fan Cleveland, week 150. It is August 4, 2021, man. This year is just zipping, zipping by. Excuse me. In this episode, we're going to talk about NBA free agency. We've got a lot of news, a lot of news to talk about in this one here. We're going to talk about Team USA men's basketball. They advance, and then they got a big game coming up. They got a rematch here coming up uh, tomorrow night, I believe it is. We're going to make our AFC South predictions as we got the NFL season just coming right around upon us in just a few short weeks, man. We got, in fact, we got some football tomorrow night, don't we? Turn I on the so. We got a Hall football you, you can watch tomorrow night. We're going to talk about, um, make our AFC South predictions as I stated. We're going to talk about this day in history. And uh, we got to get this fantasy football league together, man. Cleveland and, and his cronies is trying to hold out like they don't want to. Oh no, I'm in. I'm 100 in. Like, Unfortunately, some of uh of the participants from last year are are no longer you know participating, but it has nothing so, to do with me, man. I'm so there. We need, to let the, we need to let the fans know you are more than welcome. We got a couple spots. More than welcome. Voice of the fans, fantasy football league. This is our third year, third year or fourth year. Fourth uh, this year. is our third year. Third year in action now. We got a couple spots. We do it on Yahoo. So it's a split between um combination between PPR League and the Standard League. So scoring is pretty interesting. We have a lot of fun, a lot of banner. If you want to join in, shoot me your uh shoot me your contact information. You can find me on Twitter, what's good in sport. That's what's good in sport or voice of fans on Instagram. Cleveland, what's your Twitter information? Absolutely. Uh, Twitter is at Cleveland Wonder and Instagram is Cleveland Steel. So you guys are more than welcome. Hit me up. Let, uh, send, send me a DM and then we can get you the information to join the Voice of the Fans Fantasy Football League, which uh, we're going to have a draft here in a couple of weeks, but we got to find those players. So got a couple open slots. Let us know what's up. Wanna, uh, as always, want to give a shout out to the guys at HMB Media for producing the show or for hosting the show uh, each and every week. You can check us out there, HMB Media on YouTube or Voice of the Fans on YouTube as well. 
You can watch the Voice of the Fans podcast, or you can listen to us on on any podcast platform that you you choose to choose to use. Um, if you're on the go, if you're doing homework, you're doing yard work, if you you're at the pool, you having a barbecue, put us on. Tell Alexa, Voice of the Fans podcast. She'll play our, play our latest episode. So more than welcome to tune us tune in to us any way you choose any way you please you can listen to voice of the fans podcast and we thank you for tuning in it is august 24 or august 4th 2021 as i mentioned week 150 cleveland 150 i mean we got more than those uh, that amount of shows under the belt but through this iteration man it's 150 but big guys so it just keeps going on and every every week we do our number segment so this week is number four when you think of the number four who wore it the best, or who's the first person to come to your mind? The honest can. The first person that comes to mind is Brett Favre. The person that probably wore it best would be Lou Gehrig. Okay, okay. Well, first person to come to my mind right now is uh, we're wearing some. You know, I'm talking to Roger Goodell, talking to ownership down in Houston. Is number four Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Figuring out how we're gonna make this happen to get him to, in the three hundred five. So right now, that's kind of first and first and foremost on my plate. Um, other than that, if not, I would think about Nick Collison. Nick Collison, man, I was a big fan of Nick Collison. It's good dude. Out, it's good coming dude. Out of, coming out of college, player of the year in college. I thought he was gonna really be. Um, I thought he was gonna be better than he was in the NBA. Although he played, well, he played seventeen years, right? I mean, he loved Seattle. I, I will always give him his props for that, man. He loved the 206, man. He was, yeah. he, he felt he, he fit right into the culture and, man, embraced us and we embraced him. So, yeah, yeah. Nick Collison. Um, the number 50. We've got a couple of people on, on the list that many fans will probably recognize, but who comes to your mind when you think of the number 50? Uh, right now, the person that comes to mind. First is KJ Wright. I mean, because he just needs to get in camp and you know get back with the squad. Let's put the band oh. back together and see what we can do. Oh, they probably the person that probably wore they it probably, the best. They probably need to pay him. The though. person that wore yeah, the best probably is probably David Robinson. The Admiral. The Admiral. Two championships with the San Antonio Spurs. Hall of uh, Famer. You can argue Mike Mike Singletary had a better career than David Robinson. Oh, really? Robinson, yeah, yeah. How many how many chips he got? Um, he probably played on the best defense. <laughs> Recognize most fans would uh, acknowledge the defense he led was the best defense ever in the game. Most I, don't, I don't recall that. him being a part of the Legion of Boom, so I don't. I don't know what you're talking. Oh about. boy! <laughs> <laughs> was the Legion of Boom better than the '85 Bears? Huh? Were, were they better than '85 Bears? Richard, the entire secondary. I didn't say one section of the defense. I said the entire defense. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Let's say let's let's make this argument short. No, okay. Were they good? Sure, they sure they were good. Yeah, sure. Were they good as the '85 Bears? Who Miami Dolphins carved up, by the way? (laughs) Carved up like Miami Dolphins and Dan Marino sliced up like Swiss cheese. uh, that'd be a no, and you know, you stop that bias conversation right there. Cleveland, let's get into this, man. The NFL topics for this week. I mean, we have Carson Wentz goes down with a a foot injury. 
I mean, Frank Wright is—he's getting the short end of stick in Indianapolis for whatever reason, man. There, there, seem to be something up every for the past few seasons. Um, he—he's been there. Something up. The quarterback goes down with a foot injury. Quentin Nelson, the guard, goes down with the, a, a similar foot injury. Both of these guys are slated to be out eight to twelve weeks. Oddly enough, Nelson says he's going to be back in, in five weeks. He's going to be ready to go for week one. <laughs> he's he's not playing no games. He said, "I'm not missing any any games because of this." And Carson Wentz, you, I mean, what do you do with Carson Wentz? Do you let him go? You know, rush his way back? Do you, you know, do you let him sit out the eight weeks and then you now you're playing with a rookie quarterback going into the start of your season? Like, I'm okay with Quentin Nelson coming right back he he though he has had a few injuries a few surgeries um he's not on my injury prone list however carson wood carson wentz is like uh some saltine crackers as soon as you 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 touch that bag man all of them will break right do you put what do you do with carson wentz well it's not up to the organization and it's not up to carson wentz it's up to how Carson Wentz's body heals from the surgery and this injury. So it's not something that anyone can dictate when he's going to be back on the field. The the time frame is five to 12 weeks now. You know, Mr. Nelson doing something quite different than what Carson Wentz is doing, um, has his own timetable and, you know, a little bit younger, but we don't know how his body's going to heal. So, and we don't know how Carson Wentz is going to heal. So it's up to, you know, that process. So just however the body heals is what you said. Whatever the body tells you a few weeks down the line is, is, is your deal. Yeah. I think he might need to sit out. You know, we got four weeks. So the NFL is doing something odd this season. Is they're playing three preseason games. That w- what would be that fourth preseason game is now canceled. And they're not replacing it. So between week three of preseason and week one of the regular season, there's a buy in there, or not? A, it's not a buy. There's just not a game. So essentially, the teams get two weeks off after week three of the preseason, and going into the week one of the regular season, there's they get two weeks off. Well, what what's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't like it because. The guys, as the teams ramp up in training camp, you know, they, and here's just what I'm learning just by covering the Chargers and being with them for the last week, is the guys, they have to go four days without pads. Then they can only have pads on, like, two of the next three days. And so they have to kind of take baby steps to get into the pads and get into the rhythm of the game, a rhythm of practice. And then as they ramp up to in the second week, they can have pads all, all week long. But as they ramp up, now they're going to say, okay, week one, the guys are obviously gearing up to that first week of, of training camp or preseason games, game one. It's like everybody wants to play that game just to kind of game action. You, you get to run your stuff. You get to see another body, see another uniform. You got to go against some live competition. 
Week two, okay, we tried it out. Now these young guys need to get in the game and see if they can actually play when the lights come on. Week three, it's it's going to be some of the same. However, they're they're not doing the the final cut down at the end of the season, or excuse me, the end of preseason. They're not just cutting down from eighty five players to fifty three players. They're doing that progressive cut down. So there's going to be a cut down every every week now for three weeks. We're going to see players get cut because they there's uh, I can tell you right now real quick. There's going to be they have to cut down from da, 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 just take 85 by the 17th. They have to cut down to 80 um, to 80 by the 24th and then 53 by the 31st. Um, that's what the that's what the um, players have to do. They have to that's how they have to cut these games down. Um, this is all by one o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time, by the way. So the players have kind of gotten a rhythm, gotten a momentum, and you know, as just men, we're creatures of habit. So now that the players have gotten to this rhythm and the flow, now you're going to say, okay, you get a week off before game one. Now these guys, who these rookies who have played in, in to get into this rhythm to make just make the team and start now, you're going to throttle them back down to tell them to restart, and the same with the veterans. So I, I don't, that kind of concerns me. I, I think once the team gets into that rhythm, we should be playing that next week. Um, that's that's my opinion. What do you think, Cleveland? What's your thoughts on that? Um, it's unfortunate because the younger players need more opportunities to show what they can do. Um, there are countless examples of players, you know, really shining in that third, fourth preseason game of the past and um, really needing those additional, you know, reps and exposure to kind of show what it is that they can do. Veterans, I, I think, are indifferent about it. Probably the less wear and tear on their body, the better. Um, so they're okay with with things. But those guys that are really hungry and, you know, need that opportunity to show things, it's unfortunate for them. Well, yeah, but what do you? What's your thoughts on that? Having that week off now, uh, obviously, I'm okay with the week off. I don't really think it it hinders the continuity and the momentum in the same way that you're seeing it. Kind of a okay. a start stop approach to it. I think okay. it's more along the lines of we've had these two uh, rehearsals, we've had these two opportunities to show what you can do, and you know, let's get back, uh, you know, to kind of toning it down and getting ready for the regular season. Okay. You don't have a, you don't have a lot of exposure and a lot of instances in which to make decisions, but I'm okay with it. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm concerned with the start and stop of it all. Um, it, it kind of, again, just being creatures of habit. You developed this routine for the last two months, uh, last week in July, all the way to the first week of of September, and then you say, okay, we're going to take a week off. Yeah. I think most most teams, I, I would guess, now that you're adding an additional week to the season, most teams would say, okay, let's get that by after week five, week six. Now let's take a break because now they've actually been through some punishment. And then let's go ahead and ramp up from, from that point forward. I would suspect that most players would, would feel that way um, than taking this by before the season even gets going. But on the backside, on, on another train of thought is – if you do have a, a, a stinger or you have a sprained ankle coming off of training camp or, you you know, you have some kind of injury that gives you that time to uh, an extra week 
to kind of prepare yourself for the regular season. So it, it's it's a two two trains of thoughts, but you know, I personally would want to go right into the season. Um, and then as we have the situation and why Quentin Nelson is so confident he'll be able to be back is because he does have that extra week off. But then we have the situation where your quarterback's not gonna is is down. I wouldn't be a hurry in a hurry to put uh, Carson Wentz back in the game. Philip Rivers down there coaching high school football. Would you give Philip Rivers a call if you're the coach? Say, hey, man, come throw the ball around. No? Well, you no confidence in Phil? And Philip Riv? No, he gave it all he had. He gave it, you know, every last ounce of of himself to the game. He should continue okay. coaching. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy right. your retirement. All right. Okay, all right. Yeah. I don't think there's a, some people that feel the same way you do, but man, what are you you're going with a rookie and uh Jacoby Brissett is not there, is is not walking through their doors in, in, in Indianapolis. You're going with a rookie. I mean, what do you you wouldn't rather have a veteran who's been in that offense uh for a couple weeks? No, as we've discussed on this show many times, Cam, football players age in dog years. And he was old yeller last year. So <laughs> trying to, you know, wake him up and get him to come back to camp and remember all the plays and formations. And yeah, no, that okay. ship has sailed. Okay. All right. All right. I feel you. Um, how about them Browns? You know, to think years ago that this kid was the backup coming out of college, he was a backup to one Todd Gurley. Now, now he's a, Top two, three league backs in the <clears throat> NFL. Nick Chubb signs a big deal. What, what do you think about the Browns signing Nick Chubb and, and in fact, his development through the, his time in the NFL? Hey, man, good for him. Congratulations. I mean, he's shown a lot of durability. Um, not quite sure where you were going with uh, was Todd Gurley's backup. I mean, there's no, there's no shame in being Todd Gurley's backup at Georgia, you know, when you're younger. So when he got his opportunity, he certainly shines. And, uh, I expect him to be durable and one of the top five picks in fantasy football, quite possibly. Oh yeah, quite very, very much so. Uh, where I was going is he was in he was in the shadows and cats kind of like Thurman Thurman Thomas was to Ronnie Harmon and then how Barry Sanders no, 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 no. was to Thurman Thomas. What do you mean? More like Barry know. Sanders was to Thurman Thomas, which is why Barry Sanders didn't start until his senior year. Junior year it was, but Thur you don't remember Ronnie Harmon was ahead of uh, Thurman Thomas as well. Thurman Thomas didn't start, uh, didn't start as well. They had a lineage down there in o Oklahoma State, so yeah, I mean that that happens. Same, you can say the same thing about uh, the University of Miami running backs. I mean, uh, you know, Priest Holmes never saw the field sitting behind Ricky Williams. These yeah, things happen. One Priest Holmes had one big game. I don't know. You remember who they played? He had one big game in. What was it, Thanksgiving, uh, that game after Thanksgiving? I wanted to see, going, I mean, just off track now, going back to college football and how these mergers are happening, every weekend we got Texas and, and Oklahoma. Every after, That Friday after Thanksgiving, they seem to play consistently. Now with this merger, it's going to be – we might get uh, – Oh, yeah, yeah, throw all that tradition out the window, Cam. You have to reinvent – College football as a whole, yeah. yeah, well, yeah it's all be those, all those traditions, you have to, yeah, you have to throw those out the window, bro. But that's 
uh, that's who we played against. He he played he played in that big game with, with yeah the Red River rivalry and all that. That's great, but yeah, yeah, throw that kind of stuff out the window. But that was that's what got Priest Holmes drafted. Is that is, is that football game? I think he ran for two hundred plus yards and had another buck fifty receiving. Like he had a a day that was just out of this world. And I was like, oh boy, who is this guy? Um, and then in, he ended up you know st- still getting drafted. I think it might have been doing second round, but and then had the career he had, but. Uh, none, nonetheless, uh, Justin Houston signs with the Ravens. Mm. Just bolster, just bolsters that defense now. Another yeah. guy, another guy over there to bolster the defense um, for the Ravens is going to keep them in top. That's a top five uh, fantasy defense there. The Ravens have so um, good for him. He gets he gets his money. Not enough, not the money he was asking for, but he gets the money, so he'll be good. Um, your thoughts on Justin Houston? Any any thoughts? A great addition. We'll see what he has left in the tank. That's about it. Oh, no, he'll be good. If you want to be concerned with somebody left in the tank, uh, that's Melvin Ingram signing, signing with the Ravens rival, um, the Steelers. You know, they, they need somebody to come off the come off the edge there and, and put pressure on the quarterback. And that was the one thing that Melvin was not quite able to do <clears throat> with the Chargers last season. And – no, not only that, but he went down with injury. So I think he's over 30 years old. And as you know, like you said, the football players are aging dog years. How much does he have left in a tank with a sign as well? What do you think Melvin Ingram could be uh, could bring to the Steelers? Different scheme, different environment, yeah. different opportunity, different level of expectation. I think uh, he can definitely contribute at a high level. But your question is <laughs> Justin Houston <laughs> in Baltimore. <laughs> Oh, this contradiction is hysterical, fans. This guy, this contradiction is hysterical. That's all. I'm gonna leave it there. Ken Haskins beat out Mason Rudolph for that number two role, and with those with those same Steelers, certainly can. I mean, if he has an impressive camp and uh, you know shows all of the you know tools and skills that everyone. Uh, saw coming out of Ohio State. I mean, you know, certainly there's an opportunity there. I wouldn't say that, you know, he doesn't have a shot at it. Yeah. Um, I feel confident he can actually beat out Rudolph for the number two. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll get a chance to probably – we should see them guys competing for that role tomorrow night. I mean, that's the that's one of the, the joys of watching these – for me anyway, is watching these preseason games. You get to see these young cats trying to get after it. You get to see uh, Dwayne Haskins in this competition between him and Mason Rudolph. Now, again, we don't know how uh, we don't know if they're going to be playing come regular season game, but this is an opportunity for them to show their worth uh, and against a good defense. Like tomorrow night, the game is going to be pretty decent um, because I'll be looking at that side of the ball and then with those guys on the court, they're going to be playing against that uh, potential rookie of the year, uh, Parsons, for the Cowboys. And it's going to be interesting to see how he plays on the on the, the next stage if he doesn't be as he if he is able to do the same things he did in college. So that's going to be interesting for me to see. Uh, what will you be looking at at tomorrow tomorrow's uh, Hall of Fame game? You know, I usually don't put too much talk in the you know in the first preseason game of the year, just kind of getting that rust off and, you know, the first teams with an opportunity to play against someone else other than themselves. So, you know, I kind of see it as that. So 
I don't know if we can, you know, really get too much out of it other than, you know, getting some reps against another team and seeing what, you know, what players are able to do. But, yeah. Well, they that's an opportunity for you them to show their stuff. I mean, they've been packaging up this up. The, the coach has been scheming this up um, for them to perform. And this is their opportunity. It's, it's going to be – we're going to be interested to see if they can't actually do this. Um, did you happen to see the Panthers' safety, JT Ibi, his hit on wide receiver Keith Kirkwood that sent him to the hospital, the stop practice and had the, had the um, ambulance come get Kirkwood off the field. Did you happen to see that? And I did. I did not. It sounds like it was certainly egregious if he had to go to the hospital. Well, I saw it. It wasn't really that egregious. <laughs> and that's, you know, it, uh, for the football I grew up playing and watching, it was not that egregious. Let me say that. For today's football, it was, it was an unnecessary hit. He didn't have to hit him. The receiver went up high, dropped the ball, came down. The defender kind of was around his leg so he didn't fall straight to the ground. And while he's coming down, that's when it looked like uh, the defender put his shell elbow or, or shoulder into the head of the receiver and just kind of knocked his head back and hit the ground concussion or whatever. But it wasn't like uh, what was your man um, on for the Cincinnati Bengals? It wasn't like Vontez Perfect on uh, Antonio Brown. It wasn't that type of egregious hit um, where he tried to really literally snap his neck in half. Um, but it was just a kind of a bang bang play and Matt Rule, your guy, your guy in on your team. The it's not my guy. That yeah. is your guy. You you were bragging all about him last year, uh, how, how how he's gonna change the culture there. And he cut the guy. Uh, whatever, dude. Um also the Giants had a big brawl. Um and then they, to go there had those guys stop and run laps. <laughs> run laps and win sprints <laughs> like they're playing Pop Warner. What was your thoughts on, on that difference of uh, response? Appropriate when your franchise quarterback is at the bottom of all of that for no apparent reason um, in practice. Yeah. You, you know, usually those guys wear the, you know, the vest, so you're not supposed to hit him at all. So the mere fact that he went down like that it was at the bottom of the heap yeah you guys need to learn a lesson <laughs> so the whole team the whole team is running running laps um yeah i found that to be i found that to be comical um man these guys is amazing bro they're running 36 and 36.84 in the four by one <laughs> four by one um relay relay like Dude, 36? <laughs> 36 seconds, man. It's nine second splits, right? Jeez, man. Um, 38 sounds more appropriate, right? Well, 36 is a world record, though. I'm just saying. I mean, when you're running that fast, I mean, you know, 9 yeah. 7 wins, wins the 100. China so, in China went, oh, they had a chance. No, they don't. Who is this? Ah. China was leading, looking like right up to the last second. Who was in the four by one? China, China was leading in four by one. And I'm trying to see who this is that uh, 
came and snatched it. Look, it, it's got to be it's going to be a photo finish. But somebody came and snatched it out of lane eight. But China had it going down a backstretch. China was up, had the advantage. Yeah, but again, I was just looking at the world. I didn't see what the time they ran. I just saw the. Uh, I just saw the uh, the world record. You know how they have it on the side. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's got to be a final finish. I'm just, I don't know who that was in coming down lane eight. Who actually, or the the Americans flubbing up the the handoff. That's where they were. I think they came in last place. It looks like, nonetheless, man, we got we got this got distracted. Um, oh, I got distracted. I should say. Um, then we have Lions. Dan Campbell. You see what Dan Campbell did? You see what Dan, Dan Campbell? They have <laughs> they have a fight. <laughs> His two rookies have a fight, and he gets on the mic and says he's fired up. He, he he fired up. I love it. It's these two guys trying to show what they can do. Um and, and he's all excited about it. So that was uh the a different way, three different ways the coach handles that. What's what's your thoughts on Dan Campbell? And this this is the same guy who says uh um you know, I want to bite him at the kneecap. Dan Campbell is either gonna end up being like Jimmy Johnson, or he's going to end up being like Rex Ryan. We're not sure just yet. Well, he's not going to be Jimmy Johnson. Don't forget, we've seen Dan Campbell before. He coached the Dolphins for six or seven games. That's a long time ago. Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking about. I don't know that a whole lot of change. I don't like. I don't know that a whole lot of change. Well, Cam, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that you had that bad experience. I mean, you had that same bad experience with Ryan Tannehill as well. No, I mean, you had that same what, what bad Ryan experience Tannehill? with Minka Fitzpatrick as well. Oh, see, 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 see how you do. I don't know what Ryan Tannehill or Minka Fitzpatrick has because to do you're, you're, you're talking about Dan Campbell in the present, like he's supposed to be the same dude, like when he was coaching the Miami Dolphins way back in the day. It's like it's not the same dude. He's trying to bring a new culture, a new enthusiasm to the team. Um, it's infectious. They rally around him. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, uh, Clint. And he's either going to be the next Rex Ryan <laughs> or he's going to be the next Jimmy Johnson. He's either a genius that brings all these people together, or he's just a a personality that's cool. And once this is all over, he'll be an ESPN Alice. Clint, I don't think he's going to be an analyst either. Clint, I, I, oh, my goodness. Welcome welcome to the show. Welcome to the What's show. Up, we Clint? got Clint Lomax. We got Clint Lomax joining us today. My guys. What's up? And we're just, we just wrapping up our NFL conversation. Um, and Clint, he, he's talking about Dan Campbell, who, who and then he tried to bring it. He's he just trying to stir the pot, basically. And I'm not buying it. I'm, I, I fell for it last week. I'm not buying it this week. He's just trying to stir up the pot by bringing up some bad history that uh, happened down there in South in South Florida. But oh, I want to uh, know. I thought that's what this show was all about: was stirring the pot. It well, is. I mean, some, some, sometimes you have to <laughs> he said it is. <laughs> so, sometimes, Clint, you have to come with some facts. You, you have to come with some oh. facts. And you have to make sure that the people understand exactly 
you know, because some people spend some stuff. You know, we got some spin, spinsters on the show that, uh, you know, somebody in the Northwest, I know you up in Canada, likes to spin stuff to <laughs> a certain way to try to fit a narrative. You know, that Ooh. we can't have. You have, to, you have to spit facts on the show. This is a voice of the fans. We're all fans of, of the game here. And you have to spit facts on the show. And that's what I'm going to do for both of you guys actually here in a moment. But first, I want to get you no. that, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lobax. You started uh, already. <laughs> with, with the Washington football team banning Native American dressing at home games. What, what's your thoughts on that? Is it necessary? Like, I mean. I mean, they changed the name. Okay. You know what? I get it. I mean, here, there's. I'm going to give you both sides. So real quick, I, I just heard about this, too. And, um, you know, first, I'm like, okay. Cats come to the game dressed in all kind of stupid stuff all the time, right? I mean, whatever it is, right? And in, in sometimes, you know, especially, you know, when Washington was really not winning any games and Cats was wearing paper bags on their heads. You remember that stuff? That was detrimental to the, the image of the team too, right? I mean, even though they're losing, you're, you, you're coming in there wearing a paper bag talking about, you know, and, you know, you know hey, I'm afraid to show my face. You know, and they don't really care. You bought, you paid your tickets. You're sitting in the stands with a bag on your head. They didn't care about that, right? Mm -hmm. So now you have something of substance, which is absolutely, um, I mean, it's important, right? It's important, especially what's going on right now. Now, the flip side of that is, and I'm, I mean, I'm, this is what I've heard. This is what I keep hearing from people that are sick and tired of, of politics being pushed on them during their sporting events. When, when, when do you, I mean, when do you do something like this? I mean, we, they do, they've done it outside the stadium for years. Nothing's happened. Right. How long did it take them to change the name? Right. They've been begging for this for decades, like literally decades when they were winning Super Bowls with John Riggins and the rest of these cats. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there, there's two sides of it. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I don't like the band. But then again, it's like, you know, if you guys own your own business, right? I mean, if it's a private business, which the NFL really is, people don't really realize that. The NFL's a the NFL's, a, the NFL's a, a boys club, right? Mm -hmm. you, not everybody can buy in. Ask Donald Trump. He tried mm -hmm. several times, and they said, mm -hmm. hell no. So they, they reserve the right to be able to preserve the atmosphere that's going to be what's the word I'm looking for, I guess, conducive for everyone involved, right? So the only thing you can really do with that is that, I mean, you can protest outside, but I mean, when they, when they ban something like that in their stadiums, they, I mean, honestly, they have every right to do it under their, the way that they run things. So, I mean, whether it's right or wrong, that's what it is. I mean, that's, that's kind of a non-answer, but I mean, I'm just, I, no, I mean, no, no, no. It, it, it's, it's all good. That's it. That's, they have the right to do it. That's that's one thing. First and foremost, they do have the right to do it. Should have been done years ago, probably so. Um, they changed the name. It took them a while to change the name, but now they changed the name. And then the, the owner, you know, has all kind of issues about how he treats women in the in the organization, about how they their organization kind of got a bad name. So this is kind of a, a, a ploy now to kind of save face, if you will. Uh, Cleveland, how do you see this? Uh, given the name change, I don't see any connotation or any reason that they should be wearing that. So 
Well, it's history. It, it, it would be history. Anybody who knows what they were. I mean, they were the hogs. They were the Redskins. I mean, that's. I mean, right. I, I would anticipate that we see some right, some but it made it made more sense when they were the Redskins, right? Now that they're the Washington Football Team, it doesn't really make any sense, right? Because there's no correlation between wearing a bunch of feathers, other than that's who they used to be. Right, right, yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah, so you make it so good now point. that the Washington Football Team, I don't really see the relevance of coming out in a bunch of feathers and you know, kind of continuing with that stereotype. That thing, yeah, and that's that a great sense. point. That's that, a great that point. Makes, that makes sense. It, you know, don't you're not gonna say that a whole lot on this show, Clinton. So, I see how he does me, see little Max. I know how he does that. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It is what it is, man. That's a, that's a, I mean, Cleek, that's a, that's an excellent point right i mean the name's changed it is yeah. changed right yeah, i mean yeah. what do you what are you protesting now to be honest with like i mean i'm playing I'm, I'm jumping on the other side of the fence again right what are you protesting now that the name has been changed yeah. right what else is happening now that they're doing that you i mean right i mean here here's the thing tradition is what a lot of sports a lot of fans you know me and you guys too we hold on to certain traditions that we grew up with, and that's what we hold on to. Um, Dan Snyder is about to make uh, a ridiculous amount of money reselling jerseys, swag, hats, shirts, jerseys, uh, shoes, whatever he's going to sell, right? So mm -hmm. now he's starting up a new tradition, mm -hmm. right? So in this Me Too, the Me Too movement where he, I mean, you know, it's it's – those of us who really pay attention to sports and not and, and go underneath the surface of it, we know who Dan Snyder is, right? We know, right? He doesn't really try to hide it either, right? Let's let's be honest. So I mean, all that other stuff, I mean, it, that will take care of itself in the end, right? So I mean, either I mean I mean if if it's a if it's a Harvey Weinstein thing, it'll definitely get taken care of sooner than later. It'll come out, yeah. It'll come out. Right, exactly. So other than that, man, I mean, you know, that stuff, you know, let it play out. Let's get all the whole story out, and then we can move forward from there, right? So, And, and to yeah. your point about merchandising there, Clint, I mean, let's also not forget that this team is kind of on the upswing a little bit. You know, they've had mm -hmm. a little bit of success. They've had some pretty good drafts. So yeah. they're kind of looking at that next three to five years as kind of something where they can kind of change their image somewhat you know, anyways, and kind of have it yeah. be in a different fold, in which case, you know, all that tradition kind of falls by the wayside when you're kind of riding with the front runners in the new millennium, right? Yeah, with the exactly. Chase Youngs and the McLaurins and the Gibsons, you know, all yeah. of a sudden the Riggins and the Theismans and the Dexter Manleys, you know, that, oh, well, I was, that was quite some time ago when they were Ooh, friends. The, the you got to the Dexter Manleys. Yeah. I mean, I need the new stuff. I don't need the, the feathers, right? Hey, yeah, young kids, uh, look up Dexter Manley if you really want to know what real, real men on defense was all about because he was a real man. Dexter mm -hmm. Manley was, he was what I like to call the truth. That he was, I think he was underrated to be honest with you. Um, you know, even though he couldn't read, so that, that stay in school. All, that, that was the things that kind of kept him from kind of getting more shine is that exactly he, they, he couldn't talk, he not only couldn't read, but he had to, uh, talk yeah, he had to talking, 
And right. so, yeah, so that kind of kept him from being in the forefront. But mm. yeah, uh, you if you want to watch some footage, go you oh. can see him play. Oh yeah. But then make oh. sure you you stay in school and get that education, so yeah, some people could, can actually talk to you and you can verbalize what you're trying to do. Exactly. Um, but Clint, we brought you on for well, well let's hold tight, Cleveland. We're going to get to it, Clint. We brought you on to talk about this NBA. The NBA action was hot over the past week. Uh, but before that, we got to make our picks. Or we got to reveal our picks for the AFC North division. And, 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 and interestingly enough, they're well, not too, they're not too, um, uh, not too far too apart. Violent. Yeah, they're not too far apart. Um, we both agree. I'm surprised Cleveland has the Browns winning this division. That means you must think. What? 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 Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. No. You believe in the Browns? Believe in the Browns now? Well, hold on. I don't... To win the division. Oh, to win the division. Okay. Well, hold tight, Clinton. Hold tight. Okay. This All is right. interesting because every time I ask him about Baker Mayfield, he it's, uh, sometimes he says Baker Mayfield shouldn't be in the league. So, I'm I'm interested to say that how all of a sudden now he has Baker Mayfield leading them to a division title. You want to explain? Sure. Can I may I answer that question? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm interested to know. Last last season, last season Baker Mayfield proved himself as an extremely competent game manager. Yeah. Okay. He's so, he's he's yeah. he's so this much below what Alex Smith was at the prime of his career. So you tremendous team manager. You take him. You expect him to take a, a generous leap then this year. I expect him to understand the offense a lot better. I expect him to understand that he has a tremendous defense. And Cam, what's a quarterback's favorite uh, thing? The running game. If he got two strong he running two, game, he has he that right in spades, right with Kareem Hunt yeah. and Nick yeah. Chubb, and he's he got, got pretty good receivers, backs. as I recall. Some yeah, cat he, named Odell Beckham Jr. and some oh, other oh, former dog on the other side. So I mean, he has some. He has some receivers to throw to, and so long as he just kind of does what he's supposed to do and not get too far out of himself, not you know, not get too caught up in the you know progressive commercials and whatnot, thinking he's a superstar <laughs> and just manage the game. I think they can win the division. Hey, the progressive. Hey, the progressive. Uh, those those commercials are filling up. You know, they're buying the second and third houses, right? So I mean, you know, we can't. You know, we can't. We can't really get on that. Uh, it's like the Chucky Soup commercials, man. So they're they're putting people through college, right? So okay. Um, you know what? Let me do Odell Beckham first. I won't. I won't go on the quarterback right now. I'm worried about Odell Beckham. Oh, are you? Are you now? Interesting. Go ahead and tell the people why you worried about Odell. So, Odell, I mean, it, you know, being the personality that he is, it's not about his personality, to be honest with you. Right now, it's about his his drive. Oh, really? Interesting. For success. Go, go ahead. I'm interested. 100% of the time. So, let me let me explain. So from what I saw, and I know he got injured, but even during injuries, during interviews, uh, different things like that, the the comment that he was okay with not being uh, an elite receiver anymore, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm Ooh. paraphrasing. I I saw that. Ooh. Like it, you can see that. that's on YouTube. He he said he actually said Ooh. something similar to that. So I'm worried about him. I don't know. 
he says he wants to stay in Cleveland, but I'm, I'm not sure if he really does. And then if he does, I'm not sure. I mean, how, 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 how much of a vibe do you get that he's trying to get to be, you know, the number one receiver in the league now? Like, I don't see that. I don't see it. I've been, I've been searching for it. Um, when he was every overthrown ball or every short pass that was coming his way from, from Mayfield at certain points in the season, you could see his shoulders drop. Right. And that's every, every wide receiver, every elite wide receiver that feels that they're elite. They, they always want, they, they're always open for one thing. And then on top of that, when, when they're open and the, the opportunity to catch the ball is not there, they, you know, some of them are, you can't, you can't live with them, right? I mean, we, we can go through T.O. And, and some of the other cats like that. Beckham himself, I'm worried about his drive to be, to get back to the elite, right? His, his injuries are, are mounting up. Well, no, I mean, to, I'm just saying, right now, I mean, let's say he got injured. Mm-hmm. Check out, before he got injured, check out his games, his routes, and his, his targets. Then, after he was out, that's when Cleveland shot through the roof, right? So, I like their, I like their, they had a, they, I think there was a rookie uh, or a second year guy. I think he played the slot and he moved to the second receiver. Um, and he played well, right? I mean, he dropped some passes too, but he's a deep threat. And I like him for that. Now, he's, is, he, is he replacing Odell Beckham for deep threat? Probably not. But we're going to see what his motivation is the first three or four games of the season, right? Because I, 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 just from when he was injured and the interviews he was doing, I didn't, feel, I didn't feel that he was trying to be among the elite receivers, right? I mean, that comment that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with, you know, not being – an well, elite receiver it, well, or, or what he's I have to go back and say what he go back and find out specifically. Is, is he's he's okay with not being the focal the focal point of the offense. And that's a problem. That's that's, that's a problem what, though. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I understand where you're coming from. We we want our players to want to be the best. And with you wanting to be the best, that's that drive to get you to be best. What he was saying was he doesn't want to be the focal point or he's okay with not being the focal point, meaning that he can allow the running game to flourish. He's okay with the running game flourish. He's okay if Jarvis is over there catching passes as well and that he's not going to be a malcontent because every ball is not coming to him. In that respect, that was a good point by him. But I certainly understand exactly what, what you were saying is you want him to think he's the best guy out there on every single play and perform like he's the best guy in every single play. I certainly understand what you're saying, but I don't think that's where he was coming from. Because of what he's been through, because he hasn't been the phenom since he made that catch in Dallas that everybody's anticipating him to be, he now can't claim he's the very best receiver because we haven't seen that for three years now. I mean, that catch was 2017, if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, he's trying to fit in now to this Cleveland squad, seeing that they had some success to your point when he was away. He's saying, I can fit. It's okay if I'm not the focal point of that, that team. So how long you how you long how long you think that's gonna last? I think I personally said last season I think they should have traded Jarvis Landry or or excuse me, they should have traded Odell Beckham. I personally mm-hmm. said that because 
they don't need it. I predicted that without him on the squad, Baker Mayfield the first year was going to him in every every throw. Every he's he's um, what do they say? He's he's uh, projecting his route, projecting his passes. Without mm-hmm. him on the without him on the uh, on the field, that allowed him to flourish a little bit more and be the the game manager that Cleveland called him to be because now he's getting it to his tight end. Now he's getting it to his young wide receivers. Now he's getting it to the backs out the backfield. Now he's, he's getting to Jarvis Landry. So without him, I, I personally would be trying to trade him. Like who wants him? Are, what, are you going to give me a number one? You're going to be giving me two numbers. You're going to give me a tight end. You're going to give me an line, uh, uh, offense guard. What, what can I get for him? I personally, that's, I'd be on the back on the back phone trying to figure out what I can get. <laughs> serious, serious business. That's me, and that's that's because he he his uh, as you as you stated, Baker Mayfield performed well without him. The team does the team doesn't need to focus on him. So in that respect, what he said was actually a good thing. But it, it, I think that kind of that train has kind of moved past the stables. So, um, Cleveland, how, how do you feel? I, I know you feel differently, like he's that man. So, I am one of those guys that would prefer for my number one receiver to be a diva, to be extremely selfish, <laughs> um, to be arrogant, and to be somewhat of a malcontent. Because without it, you don't really have a number one receiver. You just have a guy that's the most effective wide receiver on your team. The other thing is that Odell Beckham Jr. is not one of those guys that can flourish in any environment. He's way better in New York than he is in Charlotte. He's way better in L.A. than he is in Indianapolis. How about we send him Cleveland is not really that cool, man. I mean, I I got family in the 216. I'm going back next month. But for someone (laughs) that has been used to the spotlight in the way that Odell Beckham Jr. has been, it's a little bit. It's a little bit dull, but at the well, same time, he hasn't really in the last two years, he hasn't really deserved the spotlight because he hasn't really been performing up to the, his level of expectation or, or anyone else's, you know, level of expectation. How, However, how do you think he would perform with Russ. How do you think he would perform with Russ? Well, you know, that's actually not what I've been hearing. Uh, my sources tell me that uh, Jalen Waddle um, for, for Odell Beckham Jr. is on the table right now, so we'll see if the Ooh. Dolphins can trigger him. <laughs> see what I'm saying? See, we got to – don't even go with that mess. I, I, said, <laughs> I, I said, how would he perform with Russ, who actually needs another wide receiver, and he tried to th- throw him uh, – he tried to come up with some formulated ter- – Steve Nelson doesn't appreciate that. You would be getting a Pro Bowl <laughs> receiver, and I mean, look, look how great Odell would be down there on the three hundred five, man. No, no, we, that's that's we, his we, kind of scene. It, we, 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 am I right? That's his kind of scene, right? That is his scene. One hundred percent. A little bit more down there, right? No, yeah, I mean we don't, that's issues down there. Nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, you and I agree that uh, Baker Mayfield, in the combination with the running game and that defense, can lead the Cleveland Browns to number one in that division. Ooh, wait, wait, no- wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait. So this is even though I mean this may not it doesn't officially apply, but think about this before we before you you go forward with this. Baker Mayfield had. 
you know, this easily is the best season as a quarterback. However, now, like, I mean, and, and before, they always, people, you know, teams always game plan for people, but usually the second time around, just like a, a Bill Belichick team or, or you know, a Bill Parcells team, the second time around, the next season, he's, he's definitely on the chalkboard. He's top of the list. They're going to yeah, throw yes, everything yes. at him yes, yes, and right, again, don't anticipate him. Right, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't think he's going to do the same thing he did before well, unless well, he progresses. He has to progress, Clint. And right. Well, that, that's expectation. Number one, it's a contract year, so he didn't get he didn't get this the extension like he's expected. So this is his fifth year on his contract. So mm-hmm. he he he'll be playing for a contract year. He had Clint. He has a running game. He has two. Yeah. Um. He has two capable running backs that can run the ball. Not only run the ball, but catch out the backfield. That's right. huge. He has yeah. a solid. Def- he has a solid defense. And then we talked about the quality of receivers that they have. So yeah. there's no reason for him not to progress. The only, well, and, would, the only reason he doesn't progress is if he's not that guy. And dude, from, well, that, that's the only reason for him not to progress. Okay, and, I guess we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out, but he's taking the lead. You, we've seen progression from from him. That's that's what I'm saying. So what we've seen in the past, we've seen progression for him. So that's why I have them winning that division. Next up, I have the Ravens winning that division with okay. Lamar Jackson doing. Thank you. Lamar, okay, Lamar, now now we sound a little bit more have, clear-headed now. I have, Ravens, <laughs> I have the Ravens in number two, but the problem with the Ravens, two, I have the, they're number two in the they're number two in the division. They're going to finish number two. They they have they have a, a a solid defense as well. The running game isn't as strong because they let uh, I think letting go of Mark Ingram a couple of years ago was a was what? No, that was I, that was that was this year. That was not a mistake. So, J.K. Dobbins is exactly one hundred percent. Yeah, Dobbins, Ingram was old, that, man. That can't be the reason. No, it can't Ingram, be. Ingram gave you the attitude that they needed. Dobbins, we expect. I expected Dobbins to be that guy. Dobbins, what he didn't prove to be that guy last year. I expect him to be. I will. I would like him to be. I'm encouraged that he can be, but he didn't show that last year. So we he'll get more through. touches, though. He'll get more again, touches now. Again, again we got to go. We can't go on. Um, we got to go on kind of what we see to making a uh, what did it say? Past performance is an indication of future performance, right? So we got to use what he did in the past to see what he can do next year. Yeah, but not as a rookie, Cam. I mean, playing behind Mark Ingram and Mark Ingram getting way too many touches for his age and his skill set. I mean, now he's gone, and that's one of the main reasons he's gone because J.K. Dobbins showed enough to say, yeah, we don't really, you know, at your salary and your durability, yeah, not so much. Great locker room guy. Appreciate you, man. Journeyman, but, yeah, we're going in a different direction. Interestingly right. enough, you say that Cleveland, but you have the Ravens number three in the division. So I do. I'm, I'm, expl- I'm explaining. I'm explaining why. Hold on, Clint. I'm explaining why I have the Ravens at number two. So now I want to hear. <laughs> I know, and I know. I'm pretty sure I know where he's coming from. But I, I'm. I want to hear what how Cleveland thinks the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, with an old quarterback, 
No running game. Well, excuse me. Let me take that back. Uh oh. What you mean? Let me take that back. Yeah, I, I was right. waiting for you to be exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I said two weeks ago. Right now, I mean right now. Wait, uh, a sleeper in the in the fancy draft is who? Uh, I don't. I don't. The, the Steelers. The Steelers have some holes on the defense. Um, I expect. The, I expect the Ravens to kind of take it. Dan, it dance around a, the question it, like it's, it's not, hold on, hold on, You're just no, no, fumbling, no, man. No, I. I the Steelers do <laughs> have over your words. The Steelers have holes on the defense. One thing I did. I in, in ranking. What we did is just rank the teams and what we, how we expect them to finish in the in the division. And then I did discount as I'm thinking about what the Steelers have. I did discount Najee Harris that they have. Oh, Najee Harris. Najee oh, there Harris you go. 25 okay. carries a game. Uh, so may, may, may I interject in, in, in why I picked the Steelers to finish second in the division? Go ahead. Okay. So like you said, Big Ben is coming back. Okay. Uh, Big Ben. Uh, they have one of the Big premier safeties in the game. They have one of the premier safeties in the game. Mika Fitzpatrick, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh boy, here we go. They have the defensive player in the air and TJ Watt, right? Okay. Chase Claypool, did he impress you last year? Juju Smith-Schuster is coming back, right? Deontay Johnson, they got receivers, right? He just came up with uh, Najee Harris, right? The division isn't that that tough. I think Mike Thomas has proven that uh, he can kind of rally the troops and kind of get him, you know, on the straight and narrow. I mean, they were 11, 12 and 0 last year before, you know, before the, before you know, the, the, the wheels the fell, fell out. They, yeah. they did make the playoffs, however, and they did come, they didn't win. So I don't foresee a, a major fall off. There is an area of concern. And for me, it would be the offensive line because that's five new, five new players. And we'll see what they can do with that. But I think they have enough experience. And I think they have enough good coaching. I think they have enough talent to come up, maybe even win the division, but slightly behind the Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens are certainly formidable. But until Lamar Jackson learns how to really be a proficient passer that you're kind of afraid of him having the ball in his hands late in the fourth quarter, late, you know, deep in his territory, you're not, you know, until well, you he got, can kind of good, I'm, get I'm over that you. hurdle. You, I'm not ready make, to to give him the division. You're making some valuable points. You're making some valuable valuable points. That is uh, one of my concerns with the Ravens as well is the leap that Lamar Jackson needs to take and and the production that we need from him, not only running the ball but just as being a quarterback. Because now as defense sag on and let you get that four or five yard gain and just waiting to uh, unload on you, you're not that is that going to last through 17 games? We need you to actually hit some of these receivers. Uh, and and project um, uh, matriculate the ball down the field, and again, just a running quarterback is not going to survive. So, Cleveland, you make some very good points. Um, <laughs> Najee Harris, it, Najee Harris is he's going to be a force, and that that's no fans and about that. I I just don't know how long how long Ben Roethlisberger is he going to be able to utilize all the targets that he does have on the at, on the outside. Is he going to be able to utilize those? That's the concern I have. I'm more concerned about Ben Roethlisberger's um, 
production just as an old quarterback than I am Lamar Jackson being able to play, uh, make big plays on the offensive side of the ball. That's why I have the Ravens at number two. And uh, it's going to be competitive. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be 11 and eleven and six uh, to one team's um, 10 and seven. It's going to be a comp- competitive division, as we know it always, it always is. And then we're going to have the Bengals and, and Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow, though, they might win six games this year. Of if he stays healthy six to seven games this year, it's just not going to be enough to overcome the Steelers, the Ravens, or the Browns. Uh, so can can I give you my ranking? I'll give you my ranking of the, the AFC North. Um, I'll start from the bottom, of course, so Cincinnati. Um, I like Burrow, though. He's, 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 Burrow. He's, he's solid. He's tough. He's a tough core. I like him. I like him. Yeah. Um, third, I have to put Cleveland third. I have, I have Cleveland third. Um, I had them second because of their defense, but I, I just honestly, just from what I've seen and some of that, I'm going through my fantasy football research, right? Just through what I've seen and what happens the next year after a good season with a young quarterback, I don't trust him yet. I don't trust Mayfield yet, and I can't. Contract year. Right. I mean, I know it's a contract year, but then again, cats, cats, cats fail in the contract year too. It, and not everybody's that Prescott, right? That can just throw the ball all over the field with all the weapons he has, right? Um, I just I can't I can't. I know I I get it. what what more than Dallas? What? Okay, we we we'll talk just, about that in a minute. To, you just I'm just saying I'm just saying he no I'm just saying May, May, Mayfield is not Dak Prescott, and and I don't like the Cowboys as a Seahawk fan. I don't like the Cowboys, so I'm I'm just I'm just being real with that. Like that that Prescott makes that team go, and that's another conversation down the road. I mean, if, yes, sure. whenever you want to discuss them cats, call me back. I'll be I'll be here. Right. All right. Move on. Second, uh, Pittsburgh, and, and just because what Clee said, um, they got weapons out. They on offense, uh, dude. Come on, dude. They don't even have to run the ball. You do you know that? They have three solid receivers, and they'll probably – I mean, Snell can be, come out of the backfield. They can toss something to him off the backfield. He'll become a receiver too. They have three different receivers on there that could, they, that could probably go for 1,000 yards in the same season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah, honestly can believe that. Can that quarterback get on the ball? Is that quarterback what you mean? I mean, dude, oh, oh, what is he doing now? He does, he's not chucking all bombs. Basically, he's throwing short, short passes, slants. You know, eight to uh, not even eight to uh, five to eight yard slants, screen bubble screens, and he's letting those guys do the work. Those cats can go, man. Right? Mm-hmm. All those, all three of those cats can go. Their main receivers can go. The tight end is solid too. I mean, you can, you know, um, he's not going to get like you know fifty or sixty catches over the season. All those passes are going to the receivers. And as long as Ben can actually get it to the receiver every once in a while, mm-hmm. throw a bomb, stretch out the defense, mm-hmm. dude. Pittsburgh will be able to manage the game. They'll be able to manage the game. And Hayden, I mean, Hayden's the last line of defense. Hopefully he stays healthy too. But that's why I can put them second. Mm-hmm. Baltimore I got to put first, right? Because for one, they, they with as long as they have their, their main guys healthy, um, the only problem I have is with the, their their main guy is Hollywood Brown. I, I don't trust him either. I mean, I, I, I don't trust him, and look how far they got with me not trusting Hollywood Brown. 
Well, is, that, is that Brown or is that his quarterback not able to get him? The no, ball? no, no, don't, don't, don't blame. You can't blame that all on Jackson. It can't be all Jackson to get them to the Super Bowl, man. Them cats got to stop dropping balls on third downs. No, well, how? Well, drops, third down drops. I watch those games. I'm like, dude, how are you dropping that? Now, Andrews trying to get Andrews deep, like deep, deep corner, deep middle, and missing those. That is on Jackson. I'll give him that. Because Andrews is, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's their best receiver. Let's be honest. I mean, the, he's getting double why, everywhere why, he why goes. Is it, why is it, Why is he the best receiver? Why? Because he's well, going to be the best receiver. That's not even debatable. Right. His hand. He got. He I got mean, some of the best hands in the, in the league. They no, wouldn't no, draft no, no, two no, other no, receivers no, because no, Hollywood no, Brand no, was right. able to do the job. I mean, That's it's not true. even. It's not even a question. Oh, I mean, and and they got a they got a veteran now. Sammy Watkins is there. Come on, man. Like if you need a safety blanket, where you know, oh hey, let, let me it's third you, down. I need to, I need to make sure you're there. Where run your route. So when I throw the ball before you make your cut, you're gonna be there. That's Sammy Watkins. Let me tell you a quick story about Sammy Watkins and congratulations Uh-oh. for Sammy with a, a trophy in with KC last year. Um, not last year, but two years ago. Um, yep. Sammy Watkins played for the Rams. Yep. And I was covering the Rams at the time. So in the locker room, we're I was asking him, we're in the lock in the in the in the locker room. And I asked him, like, coming from Buffalo to LA, like, talk to me about the difference in scenery, the difference in the vibe. Like, even though there's the football fans, LA's not a football town like Buffalo, but talk to me about that vibe. He's like, Man, I was so happy to get out of there. Buffalo, we was coming, we was coming to games, man. Sometimes it's is the wind chill factor. It might be 10 below when we're in practice, and they want me to run some routes. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm bundled up. I can't do anything. He's like, and then it comes to game time, and it's 30 degrees and the wind is blowing, and they talking about running uh 20 yard out. Like, I don't want to be out there. He's like, I can't. I'm so happy to be here. It's like he's like the the weight is off my shoulders, and I would never go to a cold weather team again. Two years later, he signed with the he signed with the Chiefs. I couldn't believe he signed with the Chiefs after he told me that was the funniest shit. I'm in the locker room dying, <laughs> he, he, and he sees he sees it. I was I'm cracking up, and you're supposed to be a report. I'm supposed to be objective, obviously, in the locker room and not showing no emotion, just asking these guys questions. I mean, I couldn't stop. It, it, it was really me. It was really me and him in the wide receiver section. It was the locker room was kind of empty, but I can't yeah. hold. I can't hold it in. I'm cracking up because he's telling me about this Florida kid going to Buffalo and how it was in Buffalo. I'm dying. I'm dying laughing in the locker room. It was. It was. It was some funny shit. Well, and then he and then he goes ahead and signs with the uh, KC. So him to be. So now, um, when you throw up him in Baltimore, like that's back to the same shit. So I don't know what he did win a championship with KC. Did there you perform, go. Did, did he perform in cold weather? I don't remember him having a big game in cold weather. I'll leave it at that. I'll mm. leave it at that. Let's. Right. Um, so right. I got I got your picks. I, I got your picks, um, Clinton. You'll be back on the show. We can revisit that. But let's take take a little break here, and then let's talk about this NBA. And why oh, well. you're on the show? Oh well. Let, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Curry getting paid. Let's talk about Curry getting paid. Let's talk about Patty Mills going to Brooklyn. Let's talk yeah. about Lonzo. Lonzo 
Caruso and DeRozan, Lakers, ended up in, in ah, that's, ah, that's, that's ah, big three, huh? That's yeah. when I come back, when we come back, we're gonna get into all of that, fans. So hold hold tight. Let's take a little break here, guys. He is ready. He is ready. <laughs> Kind of touched on it, Clint. When mm-hmm. you asked me about Kawhi Leonard, and when Russ was reached out to him and said he wanted to come play with the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard turned around and called him Paul George. Was was All that right. was that shysty? Was that was that a power move? How do you guys see that? How do you guys see that? Clint, you want to hit that first? Yeah, I hit that first. I mean, I'm thinking that Kawhi first and foremost didn't want to play with someone that was as ball dominant as he is. Mm. So he didn't really want to. I think that he felt that Paul George was a better fit because Paul George is more complimentary. Let's be perfectly honest. This will be the first season that Russell Westbrook has ever had to be complimentary to anyone. He wasn't complimentary to Kevin Durant. He wasn't complimentary really to Paul George. He wasn't really all that even complimentary to Bradley Beal. This will be the first time that he's going to have to tone his game down and kind of, you know, shift gears a little bit. So I think Kawhi <laughs> Litter was saying, I think Kawhi Litter had the had the choice between the two. He felt that Paul George was a better fit, and you know, I can't blame. I'm trying him to for keep that. my mouth. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. I'm trying not to say nothing to not disturb you. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Clay. go ahead. Clay. <laughs> Hey, Clint, you you know, got, hey, uh, honestly, I agree with most of what you just said. Honestly, I've, I've watched one thing. And, and just to, I mean, going forward, what a lot of people don't know about me, and I think I've told Cam this a few times, um, I, I don't watch just highlights, right? When I get time, I got, I got mobile when I'm at home. If I'm watching something, I'll actually watch something on the side. I watch whole games. I watch full games, right? I went back. And I watched a few, uh, I think game four and five of the 2012 finals. Um, I went back and watched, uh, I think it was game three of um, the, um, yeah, game three of the bubble, uh, bubble playoffs against the Lakers. Um, and just off of just that in itself, cool against the Lakers. Clee, Clee is right. He is right. Wait, wait, wait. Who are you talking about? Who played against the Lakers? Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston. 
Okay. The Rockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two fine. years ago. Let Two let years ago. Kind of let the fans know where we are. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I mean, you know, I'm imagining, you know, hey, Cats already know, you know, West, you know, he played with West, well, Westbrook played with Harden, okay. and they played against Houston and, okay. you know, all that stuff. Clee is right. I, I can't remember. I, the, the first thing, and I told Cam this too. I called him this a long time ago. There is no, there is no reason on earth unless Kevin Durant is hurt that Westbrook should ever take more shots than him in a game. All right, hold it should, on. Let's, it, should, let's, it should never happen. It should I, never I, happen. Let, let's let, we're gonna come back around to Russ. We're gonna come back around to Russ. I, I'm just we we got time for that. But I want to know what you guys think. Was that a power move from Kawhi, or was 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 that shiesty? We, we all right. I'll I'll jump right in. I'll jump into it. So, first off, the 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 call was initiated by Russ, right? That's that's what the reports say. Russ Russ mm-hmm. called Kawhi and said, "Hey, you know what? Yep. Hey, yep. you think this can work out?" Now that call comes to Kawhi. In my opinion, you know, of course, you know, he's tired of getting blamed for OKC not doing anything, and he's averaging triple-doubles every year, right? So I get that. The other part of it is he wants to go home, right? Okay. I mean, he's, he's been wanting to come back to L.A. for a long time. Okay. But, you know, the, I mean, the opportunity hasn't presented itself. He's not one – he's he, – Westbrook, you know, we all know Westbrook. Westbrook is basically a Neanderthal when it comes to, you know, when his single focus, right? I'm a tough guy, and I dare you to, 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 to challenge me to see if I'm tough or not, right? He's not the guy that's going to, you know, he's not going to be the guy that's talking to everybody all the time. I don't think – this is probably the first time that I've ever heard Westbrook even in some type of situation like this where he's on the phone with somebody initiating a call. Yeah, he, now, he, with he, that he said, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. I've, I've never heard it. Now, with that said, Kawhi had every reason to go after Paul George and not want to be with Westbrook. For one thing, everywhere Westbrook has gone, he has put up numbers. They have not won. They haven't. They have not gone anywhere. Now, with that said, Paul George... He reminds himself, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi sees himself in Paul George because he's a two-way, he's a two-way guy, good defense, solid offense. They basically can lock down if, if they can ter- take turns locking down people. That's the thought process before the move. We all know what happened the last couple of years, but that was his thought process. Hey, okay. this is my twin. That's why he went after him, and that way. Know. Twin is kind of strong, but and, I, I well, think, no, I mean, Twin is kind of strong. I feel what you're saying. In theory, Clint, to, to your point, also, what will Paul George do in a critical situation that Russell Westbrook has not shown the ability to do up until this season when he will have to do it? <laughs> Here we go. That's different to a better player. What you get to learn it too? Hey. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi already started playing with KD, right? Hey, we strike. Fans, we strike. What? We we strike. Hey, power let the man speak. It's a power move. We already addressed it. It's a power move. But the reason that the power move happened is so obvious, right? Hey, hey. All right, I'm about to mute your mic. We will come back. 
promise you. I will, okay? When we come back around, I promise you. Let's talk about, so you got both, both make some uh, wonderful points about the fit between Paul George and Kawhi and why that would be better than a uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, Kawhi Leonard um, duel. You make some very uh, good points and I- I'm glad to hear them. Actually, I'm glad to hear them. <laughs> so we're going to come back around on Russ. I promise you. But what do you guys think about Steph Curry? Four years, 215 mil. Well, they have to. I should have worked. They, on my I mean, jumper. I should have been working on my jumper at Mini Middle School instead of trying to. Get uh, you know what, Cam? Here's the thing: nobody, nobody could have forecasted. They couldn't. Like nobody, I, everybody say, "Oh yeah, I know he can shoot." And he he should have been doing this when he came into the league. Oh hell no, Good. Cam. You know our high school coach, legendary Al Harrison, uh, former former NBA player, uh, turned coach. There's coaches. He is he is one of the coaches from the 70s era, 80s, all the way up until maybe 10 years ago when, you know, you have your, your Dan Tonys and your other offensive coaches. I mean, well, I mean, Denver had uh, – I forgot. Uh, was it Doug Moe? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug Moe. Those guys were offensive-minded to the point where, you know, in most shots, you know, before 14 seconds are, are good shots on the shot clock, right? The way that, that Mark Jackson came in and, you know, he could – I mean, he had – no, he doesn't just have Clay or uh, Curry. He has Clay too, right? You got two guys basically in practice, and this is all in practice, right? Yeah. Basically shooting from 30 feet, half court, like it's nothing. Like, right? So what does Mark Jackson do? And he had, Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson says – he has a yeah. recall of his dad hitting these same shots against him. Uh, right. Well, he, not from that far out, though. But, not but from he, that far out. But he was pulling. He was pulling from three. He was pulling threes, and clearly yeah. knew that he had kind of coached that upon his boy. No, but you have to. This is different, though. When you're shooting from the coach's coach's line on a regular basis, yeah. that you know, I mean, ninety-five percent of the coaches will have yanked him like right away. But Mark Jackson, we all knew. That the, the the season that he let them loose, you could tell because he was just saying, "Okay, I'm just gonna lunch." Because even before, if you go back from before that season, I think it was the the year before, maybe it was two years before Mark Jackson got fired for for Kerr. He let Clay and Curry launch from anywhere, and we were just we were tripping because like, what is what is he to? Oh, it went in, right when Curry started making them go in, and then Clay started saying, "Oh, I could do that too." You know how that changed the game. That right. changed the game from here yeah. out to here. And yeah, that's that, what we see today. That really changed the game. I mean, because right? everybody's pulling. Yeah. So, but Curry, I mean, I mean, in relative terms of that, now. That, 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 changed, that changed the game more so than them, move, them moving the three-point line inside, I think. Right. You know, exactly. that, oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was so stupid. It. You remember that year that yeah, they yeah. moved the, the, the line yeah. in and everybody shot worse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that was because there were so many more people shooting at. Shooting. Exactly, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But that, but Curry in in the, in those that season with Mark that you're talking about with him and um, allowing Curry and Clay to kind of change the game, mm-hmm. or allowing Curry and Clay to start shooting shooting the ball from anywhere, that mm-hmm. really changed the game to what we're oh, going yeah. to see it today. Exactly. We got. Um, 
your boy in Atlanta, Trey Young, just pulling yeah. up from everywhere. Yeah. You, you got a lot of cats just going in trying Logo to go Lillard. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lillard. Oh, come on, man. Lillard. Lillard, I, I think, Lillard I, wasn't pulling from there. He wasn't you know, pulling from there he, he like that. He developed that shot, though. He, he worked on that shot. He, he wasn't – over the past years, he's like, I can do this too. And I and and Cleveland, you're gonna you're gonna take this a different way, but in in a Barry Bonds sense, Logo already had game, and then he saw every, everybody else doing this and say, "Hey, I'm not gonna be left behind. Let, let me start pulling up and showing you cats what I can do as well." Not that That's he. Well, I'm, I, well, I'm just saying he, uh, he, he maybe he, he maybe he already had that though. And nobody saw it. Right? Maybe he but didn't he have that. that. He wasn't doing that. I know he wasn't doing it, but that doesn't mean he didn't have it, though. True, true enough. But no, we didn't see it, and then now he's worked on it to where he's he's been killing people with that. So he he's sh- shown that you know as I think he, that game developed. Curry came in and, and oh, he just had to get comfortable. He had to get comfortable in his ankles. He had to get comfortable in, in the rotation. And not only did Mark Jackson kind of open things up for him. But when Steve Nash or Steve Kerr, excuse me, took over, now he's implementing that um, that running gun that they had in Phoenix. He's in, implementing the triangle, the mixture of that ball movement offense mm-hmm. that allowed that allowed uh, um, Curry to play. now create his own shot when he wanted to. Kind of take it, take him, take cats off the dribble as he needed to. That that rolling offense allowed just free, un, unleash Curry, um, where Mark Jackson had kind of started and, and letting them feel free. That that motion offense just let let Curry just unleash, and that's I mean he, he's been to your point. Nobody kind of could could have projected what we see no. from Curry, but two hundred and fifteen no. mil, bro. Yeah, first, yeah. First why not? Why I mean, not? Dude, he got them. He got him to the finals five times. So That's not only second contract like that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, he got him to the, the finals five times. That you know what that means? That means extra revenue for the owners for one. Oh, yeah. So they 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 got paid. It's not like they can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, they're certainly happy. And and the way they have the the um, I wish you guys can get into the the way they're building this. The the way they're building is funded. They funded it. It was a privately funded stadium that has restaurants, concert halls. Um, it has I a heard bank about attached it. to it. It has a bank attached to it. All Damn. that money gets funded right back to the Chase Bank, right, right mm-hmm. back to the conglomerate. So mm-hmm. it's it's like a money pit, if you will, yeah. where everything that happens in and around the stadium funds the stadium, funds the salary, funds the nice. team. It, it's so they're That's making smart. money upon money. Oh, no, smart! It, it was brilliant, but they were the one, obviously, with that same uh, situation mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit, and they had nobody in the building. Ooh, they, yeah, were yeah. to, they were losing. They were, money. They were hurting and a little bit. Fortunately, <laughs> billionaires can ride out those lean times a little easier, right? There you go. Well, see, hey, dude, you talking about the the team was losing money? I'm quite sure their investments were maturing. With uh, with the yeah, I mean, if you're just sitting back and all you're doing is just kind of riding out your investments, right? I mean. The money market people are going to put the money in the right places, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, so, let's let's be honest. I mean, we can. That, that's a whole nother story altogether. I mean, so that yeah, the billionaires are hurt. They're, they're doing a little. That, bit that's better. a write off. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So so that I mean, Curry. He he. We all agree he earned it, and kind of he changed the game. Um, well, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, 
PJ Tucker, Marquise Morris, <laughs> I'm going to Miami. I, Clint, I've been saying, I've been telling somebody, Clint, that Miami Heat needed somebody. They had Bam doing way too much, kind of like they try to have Bam doing way too much on a, on a Team USA. They had Bam serving popcorn. They had Bam making hot dogs. They had Bam cleaning the court. They had Bam washing the jerseys. They had Bam doing way too much down in Miami. So they finally get P.J. Tucker now to play some defense. They finally, finally get Marcus Morris to try to uh, extend the defense out. Now they get Kyle Lowry to feed Bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, I think that's yeah. – I think that vaults Miami right up to number two or three in the division next year. Uh, uh, Clee, I see your face. Yeah, yeah, I see your face. I, no, he, he, I'm, I think I'm thinking the same thing. I think I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking. But I like, go I'd ahead. Like, I'd like what they've done. The addition of Kyle Lowry, spectacular. The only yeah. thing that I really that's wish be, that's Miami okay. had that's, that's going to be okay. That, that's that's just okay. I like PJ Tucker, Marcus Morris. If they if they got if they got um who was the center that went to who was the center that went to the Lakers? If they got Andrew Drummond. If they got Andrew Drummond, I would have been more, uh, more ecstatic with that move. Or, or no, because, because see, that's 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 the point that I was just about to bring up. For I was really interrupted. They're a really good, <laughs> they're a really good, tough, gritty team that really plays really good defense, and they'll play really, really hard. They just don't have a, a true baller. They just need one that's kind of fluid and kind of get his own shot and kind of you create his own game. And the Butler? game is not so hard for him. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, the game's hard for Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy works really, really hard. He'll give you all he has, but he's not like a true fluid hooper. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he understands what you're talking about, Clee. I, I I see. I know what you're you talking what I'm saying, about. Like, like I know what like you're talking Tracy about. McGrady is like a like a true fluid hooper. Right. Right. Good the game doesn't come hard to him. It's just he can handle like everything that comes to him. Yeah. Jimmy is like, I'm gonna give you everything I have. I'm gonna be oh, really God. intense, but the game is not. It doesn't come easy for him. The game doesn't really come easy for those guys. They'll be hard-minded, hard-nosed, Pat Riley type grinders. But sometimes you just need a hooper, and they just don't have one. They just need one. I'm just you saying, might, with you might with you got you cutting Cleve's mic off and tell the truth, man. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right. So when he's talking about the game comes easy to easier to some 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 players and superstars than other superstars. Just think think about Dwayne Wade. Think about how effortless he gets to his spots. Like effortlessly, he gets to his spots. Dwayne Wade was never known for like being a consistent shooter of any kind. He's a scorer. He can put the ball in in the hoop. But the way that he did it, it was so effortless. That's why he's I, I consider him, you know, top five shooting guard of all time. Just because of that. With with Butler, Butler is a hard worker. He worked hard to get to where he is. Like he, I mean, he has natural physical gifts, but getting to his spots. It looks like he's working so much harder to get to his spots. Even though he's effective when he does it, it drains him. It drains him of his energy. And that's exactly – well, yeah, true. But that's what happened in the finals. You could see it. When he do it with LeBron in game – what was it, game four or or game game five? um, Game six, he was done. 
He was absolutely dead because he had worked so hard to get to his spots. He couldn't do it anymore. They were counting on Duncan Robinson and the as a rookie. They were counting on um, Carol uh, Robinson. They were counting on Robinson. Tyler Hero. I mean, they had some pieces that they weren't necessarily right. The rookie, the rookie Tyler Hero. But I think both of them were rookie. They were relying on those guys. So of course, when you're when he's the only guy on the court who can kind of get his shot, of course it, it should be difficult. The, when the defense can focus on you, it should be difficult. However, now, well, going into this season, it, they have now a point guard who can legitimately say, okay, go post up down low and hit your turnaround jumper. Or now he, he doesn't have to bring the ball up court. He doesn't have to get the rebound. Or he doesn't have to have Bam have to defend the, the biggest man on the court, get the rebound and dribble it up, and make the correct entry pass to – to Butler, who can now because Bam is making the entry pass from the top of the key, the 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 opposing team center can just slide over and double team Butler. It's not right. going to be that difficult. I understand the point that you're saying. He's not as fluid as a Tracy McGrady. Correct. Yes, you have a very good point, Cleveland. That's point number two you made on the show, Cleveland. We should be week 150. Cleveland made two point two great points. <laughs> 150 shows we to get two So good point, Mr. Cleveland. However, now what just so since neither one of you kind of trying to agree with what I say, what do you have this new compilation of the Miami Heat with Victor Oladipo, by the way, actually? Um Mm -hmm. Marquise Moore, PJ Tucker, Duncan Robinson gets a big deal. Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. now Kawhi. What do you guys? Uh, not Kawhi, Kyle Lowry. What do you guys have them finishing in the Eastern Conference now? We're talking about the Eastern Conference. Obviously, we have Boston, we have um, Milwaukee, and the Nets, the one and two. We okay. Boston isn't going to be there. Philly, Philly is going to be three. Okay, you have Milwaukee, Philly, and the Nets. One, two, three. Okay, in any order. Um, the who is behind the Heat? The, no, the the Hawks. The Hawks just lost. Well, they did get. Um, Collins. They, some, they they did. They well, they kept. They resigned, they re-signed they Collins, Collins and Ice Trey. They, they they lost somebody else. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They they, they lost. Oh, um, they lost. Um, it, lost um, it slips uh, my mind. I totally I forgot. I'll look it up. I'll look well, it up. However, so they're 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 not they're not vaulting to to top three, Cleveland. That's they, that's number four. You just you just named three teams before you said Atlanta. Well, he named four. Yeah, he put heat. He put he put heat four. I got the heat four. Atlanta's not vaulting over those guys. Atlanta's not. I don't know. I know. (laughs) I I can tell you. Me and me and Pat can tell you. Listen to Pat. Listen to Pat. Anyway, and Pat's my guy. I mean, let's 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 be honest. I'm I'm a big rally fan. I mean, that's I I see what you're saying. That's that's possible, but. That's as high as they can get, right? I mean, I'll even give you the four. They have, no, they probably at this point have more depth no, than Atlanta. I, I, so I'll get, I'll even I, give I, you the I'm four. Not, I'm not saying Ooh, Capella in. I'm not winning the East. I'm not winning the East. That, right. that, I'm not saying they're winning the East. I said they're going to be that vaults them up to the three or four in the in the East. That's what I said. Who so Atlanta? No, Miami. Miami. Oh, Miami. Miami. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like Kyle Lowry is the ultimate. NBA player as far as being able to be a star, which he was. I mean, let's not lie about it. He was a star in Toronto, you know, for for a while there. 
but he's also one of the ultimate uh, role players. Yeah, Kawhi yeah, came for one year, we just, we and we just need him to play a role, though. And, 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 yeah, and, I know, I get it, and he will. He one hundred percent will. We're not, ex- we're not expecting you go for twenty and ten every night, Kyle. We need. We no, need, he's not going to do that. We need, we need sixteen, seventeen, and eight and nine. That's all we need from you. And then just well, continuously put the ball, put the ball in the in the right places. Be that go to. We need you to be just a little bit better than Goran Dragic, or more consistent than Goran Dragic. That's what we need out of you. That's well, let's go. All right. We well, we'll give you the. All right, you got it, Cam. The Miami Heat will be the number four team in the Eastern oh, Conference. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I four or five doesn't matter anyway. They they're gonna play. I, mean, each other. I don't really. Yeah, I mean, what do we? What do we? Like yeah. semantics here. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what is, the only thing is going to be sick. Exactly, nothing. It's it's like a yeah. Oh, you go, you're going to play. Basically, we're talking about the two teams that are going to play each other, unless yeah. you know, or, if, or, unless or, something drastic happens, right? So they're going to be four or five, no matter what. So you guys tell me what Lonzo, Caruso, and DeRozan with um, Zach Levine and then Vukovic. What what did that do for the Bulls? Did that did that have them? Did I get them to the playoffs? I'm sorry. Did it? Did I hear? Did I hear any defense in those names? Or defense I, I, in here anywhere? Oh, what, what, hey, what, wasn't Caruso? Wasn't the Caruso one of the best defenders in the league? Uh, uh, with the by advanced metrics last year. Advanced metrics. Did, did you hear something about Levine signing an extension with those guys? Or no, but he's gonna be. What do you mean? He's there. He's there. He's not going. No, anywhere. he's, he's there. there. Not, no, he's not there. going anywhere. He's, no, he's not going anywhere. No, at least from what he said, he said he's looking forward to moving forward with Chicago. Now that they got DeRozan and they uh, they pick well, they 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 have some weapons, and they sound like a solid number seven, number eight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a solid number seven, number eight. I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, right in there with the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers and the Boston Celtics, they're right there. They're right there in the mix. I mean, missing the Wizards, they're right there in the mix with all them. Hey, that's a that's a cold shot. The Celtics. Speaking of the Wizards, they end up with uh, Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie. Does that Spence. is is that the Spencer Dinwiddie now with Bradley Beal and that that compilation of trash they got from the Lakers along um, Kuzma, KCP, Harold, uh, Montrez Harold, uh, Michael oh, you, Cooper. You you rough on those cats. It's tra- trash. Huh? I mean, Harold. <laughs> hey, oh, you guys, well, I would rather go with uh, Rui Hachimura than Montrez Harold at this point. Dude, I mean, it's not even about that, though, because you know what you're going to get from Trez. You're going to get 16 or 17 and nine rebounds. What I mean, that's what you know. You j- you're just going to get it. He doesn't even have to improve as a player. He doesn't have to get post moves. He doesn't have to do anything. You know what he's going to do. I feel you. I like Trez. I like Trez as a person. I'm just – my, my kind of my question is, what does that do for Washington? So they got so they got these four players, these role players for Washington, and they get Spencer Dinwiddie. Let's assume Spencer comes out to with the same player he was before he got hurt. Let's just assume that. You know, this is this would be a first year off. Usually, guys take a, a, a about a full well, season. I think, I think I think one thing that it brings is that you don't have this hedging back and forth in your backcourt between again. Who's who's the dude, right? It's it's oh, now Bradley Beal's team, go, here we, here we go and the walk the walking triple double has walked 
you know, out the door and went to the West Coast and you have a point guard that's a little bit more, you know, distribution minded and, you know, probably bringing everyone into the fold as opposed to I can get mine anytime I want. So I'm going to go and get mine. So it brings a different mindset and, you know, we'll see where Kuzma's head is. We'll see what KCP can do out there. He's been in L.A. for a minute, you know, kind of acclimated to that culture. So, you know, new coach, new regime. I mean, it's it's too hard to say and too early to really predict. I'm not not sure that's a playoff team. I think they're competing. Well, I mean, I know I know Westbrook and and the Lakers actually set you off, Cam. So I'm going to try to keep my 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 rebuttal to to a minimum on that. But Spencer Dim, I mean, Spencer Dimwitty is a solid player. I mean, let's not, I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, he was doing well until he was hurt. Right. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate that he doesn't get to stay, you know, with the nets. I mean, I mean, they could have used him. He wanted to get paid. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right. He He wanted to get get paid. paid. I I get that. I get that. 100%. Now with that said though, um, Westbrook drugged them to the playoffs with Beal. Let's not, let's not, Let's not make a mistake on that. That was that was Westbrook helping helping the the, the younger players get better, right? Put them in a, a better position to get easier shots. That's how you make other players better. That's how you build their confidence, right? That's what he does. Now, with that said, there's a ceiling. There's a ceiling to what Russell Westbrook can do by himself. Now, with Dinwiddie, can he take over a game? Can he can he you know boost his teammates to be better? A little bit, maybe we could. We didn't really see that because we they had Karis LeVert, like Mister Buckets over there getting his whenever he wanted. He didn't need Spencer Dinwiddie to do anything for him. Right. So we would see Spencer Dinwiddie and his so called forty inch vertical that he said he had. With don't get me started on that. That that was, no, no, irri- that, was like that just irritated me to exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah, right? Never saw it. But yeah, I mean, he he's not taking over a game when it needs to be taken over at the drop of a hat. Like he has to be in a rhythm to do that. Westbrook can miss. He could go two for twenty, but he'll still have fifteen rebounds, fourteen assists, right? So as far as Washington goes. That 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 nice little playing game, the the, the playoff, uh, you know, stint that they got from last year, that's gone. That's gone. Okay, cats, yeah. cats may get better. Kyle Kuzma ain't going. Kyle Kuzma's going to take he, shots away from Ru, Rui, so that's going. Rui's not going to develop because of Kyle taking more shots. If he's in the starting lineup, I guarantee you, Kyle's going to try to take twenty shots a game. Guarantee. It's, a, it's a guarantee. As he should. Is, it, should he? Should he? Should he? So why? I, I, so I watched Kyle Kuzma. I went to summer league. Yeah, the he summer league. Me. I was full too. Listen. listen, listen, <laughs> listen. All right. So in July they had Team USA. In, in July they had Team. This is 2019. In yep. July it was Team USA. The next week it was summer league. Kyle Kuma played in both of them. Team USA was a little bit it, because of the talent that was there um, in, in Team USA. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, Kimball was there. Yeah. Um, your boy from Boston, uh, both dudes from Boston, Tatum, yeah. Tatum um, and Brown, Brown, 
Uh, they even had Mitchell Robinson was there. Uh, your boy from oh, Indiana. Yeah. The, uh, nice. What's the the oh the, uh, the, um, the block the shot blocker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Turner. Turner, Turner, Turner. Yeah. Um, so the competition was good, but the word the, the theme and it was it was weird just how how in the in in the media, the group of media how one thing a stick like. Um, the, the the theme of the room was Kuzma has to step up and shine in this room in this on the court here. It, he needs to step up and show that he can be an NBA player and well, he can be more than just an NBA player. Everybody was talking Kuzma and their expectations of him. They wanted to see defense out of Kuzma. They wanted to see if he could step up and be a consistent scorer. Against this better talent than he had, that was before LeBron was signed with the Lakers. Right. Maybe I yeah. think it was maybe I think it was he signed that year, but this is the summer before he played with the Lakers. Right. Yeah. So they're looking for Kuzma to kind of be the guy on that Lakers team, if you recall, because mm-hmm. they didn't have a guy. Kuzma played defense. I mean, I could dig, I got video of it. Uh, I got video of Kuzma actually getting in this stance at picking up, picking up guys at the half court line, and then running. Yeah. They were running plays for him where he's in the he's in at the box, putting um, having his turnaround moves. He's pulling up in jumpers. Kuzma actually played until he sprained his ankle. He sprained his ankle that summer uh, against team in, in the summer league. Excuse me. He played. He was playing good against the Team USA in the summer league. I think he sprained his ankle that first week of practice. I thought that was. I thought. Oh yeah, I thought Lonzo got hurt and Kuzma got the. No, Lonzo wasn't there. Lonzo, that was maybe that was a second the year after. Was that a year before? I think that was year. Year before. before. No, 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 because they played in the summer league together, and Lonzo got hurt, and uh, Kuzma got the the MVP. I so it had to be. Year. It had to be. The it had before. to be the next year. It had to be. Yeah, the the next year okay. I was here. I'm saying okay. so the next year. But Lonzo sprained his ankle and didn't play the summer league. Hmm. Not Lonzo. Kuzma did sprain his ankle. Didn't play the summer league, but he played against Team USA, and yeah. he was balling. He was balling against Team USA. So I saw that. I expected more. But again, when you're playing with a certain personality, a, a certain, um, a certain. Someone who shadows the shadows the locker room takes all the air of the locker room. You're not able to breathe and excel, right? Here we go. So I, that kind of hampered you. You mentioned it. Uh, you mentioned moments moments ago that he does. He will be able to flourish in in Washington because he doesn't have that guy sucking the air out of the locker room. You just mentioned that, Clint. So I didn't that. say sucking the air out of the locker room. I don't well, remember you, saying that at all. No, but you you use the term. Uh, relative to that, and essentially, <laughs> oh, is that is that the jump? Is that how you got there? Okay, all right. I wonder how you got there. I don't know how you got there. So, no, and I just and I just say that to say that Kuzma has that in him, and when I, that's when I when you say should he be taking those twenty shots, I say yes because that will allow him to breathe. That will allow him to flow. And I've seen him get into the game and, and do some things. Now, will he progress to next year be an all-star? I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying Cam, that. Can I say something that. here real quick, Cam? May, may I interject here real quick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, 
when the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma was an untouchable. Right. You can have you can have Lonzo, that, and, and that was that yeah. Was, yeah, the rest of them that was dudes. why Kyle Kuzma's an untouchable. That and that was why, right? And, and that, yes, from that, that, from that little because bit that you put, saw, and the reason that he was is because, because he would always show flashes of brilliance. You're like, ooh, once that dude really exactly. puts it all together, he's exactly. that next guy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But then they had two years, and he never put it together. And just like you're I just, saying, I just spoke to, he's I just one of those guys. Unlike in, unlike in our first analogy where ODB, he kind of needs to be in the, in the spot where it's going down for him to flourish. Kyle Kuzma needs the exact polar opposite, man. He needs to be someplace where it just doesn't really matter, and they just like him for just who he is, just for being that guy. So in San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Milwaukee. Those are Kyle Kuzma kind of towns, man. Exactly. L.A. playing next to LeBron, well, that's a little bit too much. We well, already think of- and kept you. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Well, I- because everybody was talking about keep, keeping Ingram. How come they didn't keep Ingram? They should have kept Ingram. They, the deal wasn't going to go through without Ingram going, right? The the Pelicans weren't. They said, if we can't, if Ingram's not in, this is no deal. That, that was a no deal. And you should know. I know you know that. You should know that. If I know that, you should know that. So I know that for sure. So since, so since you guys, you just you guys just can't hold yourself. You guys just can't hold yourself. Neither one of you guys can just hold yourself. I'm not even done yet. So go ahead, though. I, I got more. Let's go ahead and talk. Let's go ahead and talk about. Is I, Andrew Bynum? Did Andrew Bynum sign with the Lakers? Uh, did, Debra, did, <laughs> did, did, did they call up Eddie Jones? Did Eddie Jones hey, sign over the Lakers? I just I just posted a rumor that James Worthy just signed for the one year AARP I saw, contract. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> he only needs ten minutes. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. <laughs> Andrew Bynum, how much time Andrew Bynum gonna get? Is Devin George? What kind of Devin George got three of them too? He got three. Hey, of them too. I mean, you want so, Devin George back? I mean, this is after this signing, is what after signing, this, hold on after signing Malik Monk after signing Malik Monk, mm-hmm. you got Wayne Ellington. Come on, man! And yeah. they did pick up Kendrick Nunn. I don't. I, I didn't particularly. I, 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 you weren't happy about that one, huh? I wasn't particularly a fan of that one. Malik Monk has the potential as well. But guys, you guys have been talking about Russell Wolf, uh, Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. how he has in his what? How many years has Russell been playing? Thirteen years now. Mm, 13 about years that, close to it. Yeah, since two thousand eight. Uh, twelve or something. Is it twelve since 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 uh, the year after they drafted KD? Russell's now. Yeah, so he was a year after. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Twelve years. years. Twelve years. 12. Okay, 12 well, going on, going on 13, I guess, yeah. He has never been a complimentary player. And now all of a sudden you guys expect him to be a complimentary player? What, how, how does that happen after 12 years? You're not looking at it. Years? You're not looking at it in the right nope. lens, though. I'm, You're not really looking I, at it in the I, right lens. I don't lens. have purple and gold. You're right. I don't have purple and gold lenses. You're right. <laughs> it's not even about that. You know what it is? You, you know what it's about? And, and you're partially right. I'm not even going to lie about that. That's a, the Laker, Laker Nation has a has a has an expectation that Russell Westbrook is going to finally do some things in a role that's going to help a team get farther than the first round of the playoffs and, or the second round of the playoffs. Right. So, I mean, he went to the finals once, but that was as far as he's gone. 
and that was with KD and Harden and Ibaka and all. You know, they were loaded. I don't care how old they were or the pumps or whatever they like to say. They made it to the finals, and they blitzed everybody on the way there. Now, with that said, what we're looking for as, 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 as basketball fans and Laker fans, what we're looking for is we're looking for Westbrook to not only, you know, you know, play off the ball and bring his energy and push the push the you know push the offense. But we're looking for him to shore up the second unit. Oh, you got Westbrook. If he can set, no, 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 no. he's no, 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 no. He's going to. He's, we're staggering oh. him. No, no, no. We're oh. staggering Russell. Russell, instead of playing, you know, the first seven eight minutes and subbing out, we're going to have him play. You know, the first nine to eleven minutes of the quarter. Right, so when when AD and LeBron sit, the bench comes in. He's still pushing the energy. He's still dropping off those dimes, making it easier for them to score, making it easier for them to hit their their open three point shots. That's what he's going to be doing. He's so, going so to show want, up more so of the second Russell, lineup. So you want Russell? You want Russell? This is what you're expecting, Russell, to make Ellington, uh, Malik Monk. You want you're expecting Russell to make these guys shine. Oh, the only thing, the only thing they have to do to shine, to be honest with you, all they have to do is play good team defense, decent at least, and then hit their open shots. Bro, come on! They, they're all they're all over, uh, hovering around forty or over forty percent last year, and that was on the teams that they were on. Go back and look at the teams that they were on, and they were hitting those shots. Right? You got you got you got AD, you got LeBron, and you have Westbrook. How are they not gonna get wide open shots? How? Clint, what did what did Kevin Love do? What was he doing in Minnesota before he went to Cleveland? What was he tell just he was in the post. I know he was in the post. Yeah, he was in the post. He was getting 26 and twelve. He was before he was getting twenty six and twelve. And what happened when he went to Cleveland? When he went to Cleveland, they moved him outside because he, they knew he could no, shoot, no, no, and it would open it up. No, 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 Don't try to justify it. What happened when he went to Cleveland? That twenty, that twenty-six and twelve. He had to adjust his game because he was playing with the King. Is that was that where you're going with this? He had to adjust his game because he was playing with the King, LeBron James. When you're playing with different talent, things don't. Same way Chris Bosh had to adjust his game when he was playing with the King. And so Russell Westbrook is going to have to adjust whoa, his game playing with the Kings. Trevor Rizzo, Wayne Ellington, and Kent Bazemore are Chris Bosh? No. Why are you bringing up sinners in the first place? Why are you bringing up sinners anyway? I don't understand that. That doesn't make you know no that no that's bad examples though. You're doing that on purpose too. You're doing that on purpose. That that's bad examples for one thing. Look, Kevin Love was 26 and 12 because he was a beast inside. He could shoot the mid range shot. He wasn't shooting a whole lot of threes in Minnesota. How many championships did they win in Minnesota? Or did they even make the playoffs in Minnesota? Exactly. Okay. All right. No, Bosh, Bosh, Bosh put up numbers in Toronto. He put up numbers in Toronto, and I like Bosch, and I voted for him for the All-Star Games, even with his commercials, because he was fringe All-Star. He had to do his own commercials to get people to laugh and, oh, man, that guy's funny. We need to get him in there. Yeah, and that, that's sad because he should have been a straight All-Star vote. He was, he was mostly mid-range, and he was inside, too. They made him play center, which was stupid at times because he's not a center. And guess what? How many playoff, how many playoff runs did they make? How many? I know this. I'm asking you. I know. I've already done all the research on that. In Toronto, how many? He nothing. 
They, 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 no, no, they got, they did get one. They got yeah. in, they got one, they got bounced in the first round. Now, with that said, they didn't make any noise, is what I'm saying. Buck, Ariza, Bazemore, none of those guys had the had had the workload ever that those two had. None of them played the same position that they had. You know what they did do? They were three and D guys. Now, Bazemore, Bazemore is kind of, I mean, I don't know if he can really yeah. shoot or not. I don't know. I thought, to be honest, he's an energy guy, though, and I like that. He's, However, he's going to, he's running your fast break. Oh, how much, how much do they have to change, though? That's what I'm saying. They don't have to change like, 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 uh, like Bosch and Love because they can already shoot the three. And, and basically, Love in the, in the middle in Cleveland is not, was not going to get them to the finals at all. It was not going to happen. Did Trevor, did, did Trevor Reza play against you in uh, AAU? Did Trevor play against? Did Trevor Reza play against you in AAU? No, did I'm you? way older than Ariza. Uh, way not older much. than Ariza. Not, not not much. That's the point I'm making. Not much. Okay. No. Trevor Reza. Trevor Reza played in UCLA in 2003. Okay. So so what did he, he the three and D you're expecting from Trevor Reza is more like. Did you watch? Hold on, wait a minute. Did you even watch the games that he played in the playoffs? Did you even watch those games? You didn't watch them, did you? Because you wouldn't be saying that if you would have watched those games that they played. Because when I when I went back and watched, which I did the other day, he was solid, and they were playing him minutes. They were playing him minutes. It wasn't because they didn't have anybody else. They sure? knew he had the experience sure? to, to match up with the people that they had. Are you sure? Like they could they could have ran any of those guys out there and played a zone. But they didn't do it. They put Ariza. They put Ariza uh, no, on the no, second. No, the, not the first, but the second not, most dangerous not, people bro. on the court. He didn't, he didn't play a whole season with Miami. What are you talking about? He was. They, they picked him up. Oh, oh, we got right. Him. I know. That's let's what I'm saying. Let's throw him in the game. Let's see what. Let's see what he has left. They didn't have any. Who are you going? Who are they going to put out? Mitchell Robinson. They're going to put not Mitchell Robinson. They're going to Duncan Robinson. They're going to put Tyler Duncan Hino Robinson. Out there. What you mean? Didn't did they did they not just go to the finals last year? Why not? Why not? Those guys. Yes, you're gonna put Trevor Reza in the game for your for your defense over Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Yeah, of course you're right. gonna do that. You Cleveland, you're uh, Clint, you and I would do that. That doesn't that doesn't make that doesn't say Trevor Reza's a great defender. I didn't say great. You don't have no. to be great at 37. That's I think that's what you're expecting from them. No, no, no. I'm not no, I'm not expecting that at all. I'm saying team. There's a difference between being a lockdown defender like Kawhi Leonard when healthy and being a good team defender. Like like Andre Iguodala in his, his older years. He wasn't locked down. All, all he had was his long arms and swiping at the ball to make sure that he, he disrupted shots. Basically, he funneled people right into the heart of the defense and put his long arms up for deflections. That's what he did. Cleveland, you want to get in this before I eat, continue to eat you guys up? Eat, eat up you, want to get into this? you want to get into this? <laughs> three, three quick points, Cam. Three quick points. The Lakers are not built for long term. They're built to win the championship next year. Thank you. They did also have the addition that of won't the happen. That won't 10th happen. greatest scorer in the history of the NBA. You said That's that two years addition. ago, Cam. Oh, my goodness. Oh my. They did, they did oh, also I pick up – They did also pick up Dwight Howard. So, yeah. Russell's going to tone his game down. 
He's going to use his basketball IQ a little bit more. He's going to see the court a little bit differently than he just has to do everything all the time. When he looks around and he sees other players that are capable. Because now, like we've all said, it's 13 years later, and he hasn't played for the championship in 10 years. So this is a golden opportunity to do so, and he's going to take advantage of it. The team is going to come together. Well, well, think of it this way. And you you mentioned this before, Cam. Um, We know there's going to be people sitting out. There's going to be load management. You will hopefully AD doesn't get hurt. But if he does get nicked up, guess who's going to pick up the slack? Like if you're talking about not toning down, then good. Then then that part, no, he's not going to tone down when there's when there's another uh, starter that's out of the lineup. One hundred percent. I know that for a fact because he thri- he thrives in those situations. I can't. You know what? I can't wait for. I can't wait for. Let me see. Westbrook usually takes about he take about probably three to four weeks of the first first part of the season to kind of feel out everything. Right. See what he needs to do. What where he needs to work out. The serious injury that he comes back from more explosive than before the injury. Exactly. And I can't wait to to talk to you when Westbrook comes back with a 26, 18, and 14 game. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And and, 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 no, no, no. Don't say, of course. Don't say, of course, because you're talking about he. They play the Kings four times a year. So, okay. No, whatever, right? You think it's just going to be against the Kings? That's what you're saying? Like, he, he, he can't do that against the the, the Warriors, which they're coming back. Or he can't do that against uh, or any of the top teams, which which he has. Continue which he has, absolutely has. Continue your point, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm doing you guys the, up, man. What, 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 you're, what you're missing is you're basically going off of the creature of habit, which Westbrook is. We However, have, we have 13 years of, of uh, established history. I okay? get that, but you know what we have in the last few months of history? We have a piece of the story that we didn't know that he was trying to get back to LA. We didn't know that until recently. And then to be able to be to be passed over for Paul George when he made the initial contact with that person to be able to to, to link up and, and with the Clippers. That in itself, not only is it infuriating, it's humbling. Because now all we, we all know it. And everybody's saying, oh, Westbrook's going to be – just like you, Cam. Like, everybody's saying Westbrook's never going to change his stripes. He's never going to change his stripes, which is weird because they were saying the same thing about Dwight Howard before he got to the Lakers two years ago. Oh, the, the second time? He was on, like, four or five different teams in four or five different years. They said, Dwight Howard's never going to change. He's okay. always going to foul out. He's never going to be a, 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 a okay. he's never going to get to the point where he's helping he the team. Out of the most games last season with the with the 76ers. No, no, I mean he's, he still is, but guess what? He's he's making a difference. He got a ring. He's a champ. He's, he's, he's a champ he's, now. He makes a difference. And they shouldn't have let him go. That's the Lakers shitting on him like they That's the truth. I I I believe that. On Reza 10 years ago. I, if I was a Reza, I would laugh at you guys. I don't What a Reza? Yeah, they shit on But that that's not the same people in there though. That's that was that was that was that was Dr. Buss's son doing that no, stupidness right back Dr. then. Buss? It no, yes, it was. Who, it was his who, son. Who, 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 oh, and Rambus. Oh, you mean um 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 uh, know who you're talking about too. Um it uh, yeah, it was probably it was him too. They Cup they Tech. they yeah, they Cup Tech. Yeah. That, now Cup Check, Cup ugh, don't get me started on him either. Cup Check was nothing without Jerry West. Jerry West was the the mastermind of that whole 
that whole era before yeah. Phil Jackson came in there and dismissed him like he was nothing. And so Jerry was basically cussed him out on the way out. So let's talk about this. Don't guy. get me started on it. Let, 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 let's, let, let's talk about <laughs> this. So, so we have we have an injury prone Anthony Davis. Injury yes, prone. We, do. we, we don't expect mm-hmm. if they put the 80, 82 games on the schedule, he might play 60 games, right? We agree on that. We do we, yeah, we do we I can't that? disagree with that at okay. all. So not a go-to guy. He, he's proven that he's not a go-to guy. That's number one. He's won one. No, Anthony off- Davis. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I mean, you mean somebody, you, you're you talking about Iron Man type go-to guy, right? Just to be in, you know he's going to be in the lineup. Yeah, You know you can count on him. We He's he's proven he can count on him for one series in, in his uh, – Outside of being with LeBron, you got to look at that differently. When you, with LeBron, without LeBron, he's only proven that he can play one series again. That's against the Portland Trail Blazers when they swept him unexpectedly, right? They they swept him. Well, you can only count on him for one series. That was one series, and you. Let's that wasn't just him, LeBron. though. They still had Rondo and Holiday too. When you say LeBron, when you say Westbrook carried those cats too. The, the Wizards to the playoffs last year? You with Beal. With Beal. No, no, that's not what you said earlier. You said Westbrook. No, but it's with, no, I said with Beal. Okay. With Beal. LeBron carried those, drug those same guys through the bubble, right? And, I, and I'll give him credit. That was the best show of leadership that I've seen from LeBron. I won't even say LeBron. That was a great show of leadership when he drugged the Lakers through the bubble, right? To win that championship, he kept him focused, playing the video games, drinking, sipping on the, on his wine, promoting his wine by every, making sure everybody had his wine to drink on, make sure the the cellars were filled with his wine so he can make some money. That was a great job of leadership that LeBron was was doing, Drag, dragging those guys to the ball, and they got the, they got a championship. Nobody can argue that they, the championship is done. We, we, whether it's a, a, a government experiment where that was a bubble or anything, they did get a ring for that. There won't be no parade. There won't be no parade I, in LA, but at least they did get. I, I know that. I know that hurt you. Hurt hurt you to say that, Cam. And, and I know you got delight in knowing that they're not going to have a parade too. So that that's that, that's yeah. That's, 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 hey, progress. So listen, so, so so listen. So Childish, now, Patty, to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now, 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 you guys want to tell me that you're going to count on the player. Clint, you can't argue this. You are the one of the main ones perpetuating this, this this idea, this ideology that Russell Westbrook has the worst basketball IQ of any superstar. You you've been the one to perpetuate that for multiple years now, and then all of a sudden now, now he's going to snap into it. Now he's going to be able to uh, to understand when and where to when and where to hit hit his spots. Okay, he's never. You guys both mentioned it earlier tonight in this show, less than an hour ago, that he Russell has never had to be a complimentary player. He hasn't done that with KD. He didn't do it with with uh, Harden. James Harden. He didn't nope. do it with Paul George. And nope. now all of a sudden you're expecting Bradley him to do it now. Bradley Beal too. So I'm going. Beal. You you make a great Come point, on. and yeah. and I'll be honest with the. Uh, the voice of the fans, you, you guys that are listening in, Cam is 100% right. I have I have been one of the people dragging on Westbrook for a while now. For a while now. Well, let's, just um, say, let's just say a smooth decade. No, 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 no. I didn't know. Well, let's just say a smooth decade. Sort, sort of through, like, the last, the last two years in OKC, I was really on it. 
I was really on him then, just so because. The in the finals yeah, again. I was. I was. You said you watched the finals just the other day. And yeah. You, you did you have the same thoughts that we were occurring back in 2012? Uh, well, a couple of days ago, or did that when change? he all of a sudden all of a sudden he signed with the Lakers? That changed. All well, when he had when he scored 42 in the finals, and they barely lost, I was like, okay. Because KD didn't have it going in the fourth quarter, and Westbrook absolutely went crazy. I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, I see, I see, I see." So he can pick up the slack, you know, if KD isn't isn't into the game. Okay, good, all right. But after that, it went south, right? So and I'm like, okay, so when 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 he jumps in when, and he goes when to foul, when the foul, when the rest called a foul didn't call a foul on KD and yeah, no. They didn't call the foul on KD. Okay, I know. Would have been an and one, and then the OKC would have went up with like three minutes on the clock. I, I know. I know. I, I, know. I know. No, no, no. That was good. Uh, that was game five or game four? I can't remember. It's probably – I think it was game four. It was game four. It was game four when that happened. So, no, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. Well, what, what I'm telling you and I, what I've been trying to tell you for the last couple hours is Westbrook – has never played with a guy that is for his entire career has managed has managed to be a 27 7 and 7 guy or did I teach so many 27 27 7 and 7 for almost his entire career and get ridiculed for passing too much so when i tell you that LeBron was it was willing to bring in Anthony Davis, a top five player in the league, and say, "Hey, it's it's your you, turn. You take. You it's take your pressure. turn. I don't. It's want your turn to actually come pressure. through. It's not even about the pressure. It's about the workload. There's no pressure though. The numbers are there. Let's not let's not let's not let's not pretend like this guy didn't go to the finals and lead both teams in five major categories." This, you're talking about pressure. That's not pressure. He's not doing everything. That's too much. He's doing too much. Hold on, hold on, wait. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when that was. That was 2016. It was 2017. It was 20. It was no. Wait, wait, wait. It was 2015. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. It was 2015. It was 2016. It was nearly 2018, and it was also in 2020. Go back and look at your stats. LeBron dominated that finals. Dominated that finals. And everybody like you was talking about AD. Hey, AD, AD should get AD's gonna get chipped out of the, the finals MVP because it's LeBron and LeBron and then and, and, and AD laid an egg in game three. And LeBron didn't and ended up getting the NBA finals at the age of what? 36 or 30, maybe 36. Go back and check those stats. Go back and check those those the all that. Go back and check them. You're not checking. You're not checking the stats. Not only are you, you know what, Cam, I give you this. You you know you my guy, my bro. You know your stuff. You know your stuff. I've ne I've never denied that at all. You know your stuff. But just like you, just like you think. About me, which I don't, I don't think is true. I, I mean, you know, we have to ask a third party like Cleo. Cleo let you know for sure. There is a there is a serious bias that you have 
against certain teams and, and certain players. And though that's well documented. It, it's not even I'm not even I'm not putting I'm not putting the jacket on you that you haven't worn for for literally years. <laughs> like you you I you we all know you know how you feel about LeBron and how he gets too much shine. You just said it. You you kind of exposed yourself by saying he sucks the air out of the room. You're listening to KD. You're listening to, to Kyrie. You're listening to the people who are trying to be what he wants. Kyrie left Cleveland because he couldn't do the certain things that he wanted to do and get because because LeBron was getting all the credit for it, right? So here's my thing with and I'm just and I'm just let me lay it out. So if Westbrook will not listen to LeBron and basically fall fall into the role that the team needs him to fall into, then I will I will go with you 100% about Westbrook being a one trick pony. Like I you were going No, no, no. I no, no. I no, no, no. I'm not I know I said that. However, however, which one of those players have the leadership qualities that LeBron James has. Which one of them are ready to sit back and and actually sit back when they, when a when a better talent or, or a younger better talent? Which well, this is what you guys said. AD is better than LeBron James, and he was willing to sit back and let things flow through. Let let AD. This is you. You handle it. This is a dude that's a sixty and twenty guy. He's been sixty and twenty about three or four times in his career, right? So you got to let that guy fly. Now, if LeBron's telling you, like, hey, we're going to let you do your thing, but you got to, hey, there's a role that you got to play so that we can actually get to the next level. If he doesn't do that, then I'll, I'll, I'll 100% I'll go with that. But right now, he's coming to a play, uh, place where one – you just said it. One of the best leaders in, in the NBA today, right? It may, he may not do everything that you guys like, but when it comes to the team, whether whether and he said this the other day too, it kind of cracked me up. Le- LeBron being the GM, who did LeBron bring in now? Like all those guys. Remember in 2018 when he had all like Isaiah Thomas and Wade and 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 Jay Crowder and and all those guys and they're oh how much how much help does LeBron need? And then all of a sudden the locker room wasn't meshing. And guess what? Most of those guys got got dropped off on the side of the road. Ended up going somewhere else. They picked up Clarkson. They picked the, yeah. Well, they picked up Clarkson. They picked up uh, uh, Nance, and then they rolled with those cats. Lesser talent, younger, ready to fill roles. What did they do? They went to the damn finals. And and let me let me do this. And no 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 no. Let me get this in this in too. You're you're the guy you just brought up as an example as one of the guys that modified his game. For, for LeBron, Love got hurt beginning of game six against a team that had them down three to two. He went all without Love to finish that game, and then he closed out game seven. So I'm just saying, that was without Love. That, That's five years ago. Uh, now, I'm just saying, but then what does the experience does the experience leave? Does he forget about it? You know LeBron doesn't forget nothing. You know that the experience doesn't leave, but when you to be Clint, you've been in locker rooms. Yeah, you've been in locker rooms. If the the leader, the guy who's talking the most, isn't able to perform on the court, 
he doesn't he doesn't claim or still have that that volume reduces. If you're not able to get on the court and continue to perform, that volume reduces, does it not? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Yeah, it depends on who you're talking about. Yeah, that that volume dissipates because now we're in what year? Nineteen? Is it nineteen for for eighteen? Number, what number 18. is he? I don't even know what number is he. He was, he was 23. Just, just go ahead and say his name. It's okay. This is no, this ain't candy, man. Go ahead and say his name. It's okay. This is year 19. <laughs> yeah, you still good. It's 18. It's year 18, sir. It's okay. year 18. Jesus. You keep what the, what you wanted to you want to bring up you want to bring up what he did in 2016, 2015, 2016. Okay. 2018 and 2020. When he when he drugged this band of bums to the to Ooh, uh, I, okay, that's a that's a little strong. Wow, you call you call Colin Clarkson a bum. Come on now, Nance. You calling that's Nance a bum right. now? No. Is, he, is he still on the team? Is he still- <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I think Nance is still on the team. I don't know. Nance is still over there balling. There you go. Exactly. Now, now you're bringing guys in like Kendrick Nunn. Well, excuse me. Let me take. Let me eliminate. Ah! <laughs> now, you're guys, now you're bringing guys like Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, mm-hmm. and Carmelo Anthony. Why are you talking bad about Malik Monk? You know Malik Monk can score. You know, you know that. You know that. He's he's the surprise in all this. Brilliant. Yeah, you know I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm and more he's young too. Mark move than the Russell Westbrook move. Ooh. Because okay. now they have that spot up shooter so, that they've been missing so all the time. Putting, so now you're putting in Malik Monk ahead of Russell Westbrook in the rotation. I said oh, I'm more happy with that move. Is that? Hold on, okay, Cam. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. God, For the God. people, I'm gonna give you a no, no, no. Let me give you a chance to frame what you're trying to say. I want, I want you to frame what you're trying to say about what's gonna happen to the Lakers coming forward. And and let's say, let's let for some minor miracle, we'll we'll throw out the injuries. Let's say, you know, they don't. Let's just say they don't. They don't, you know, stars don't miss more than ten games this season. Let's say that. Let's just say they don't miss more than ten games. Fair. What is? What are you saying? Is going to happen to the Lakers in the regular season and going into the playoffs? What do you say? Would I project? Would I project the Lakers to do with this talent, with this roster now that they have here? There's here's one way that this could work. Here's the, here's a way that the compilation of let me get my pen, paper out. I'm going to write this down. Addition of Russell Westbrook <laughs> to. KD and LeBron. Here's the the way that this can work. LeBron and AD take a step back because we've seen Russell hasn't done that for multiple years. For for a dozen years in the league, Russell Russell hasn't taken a step back. If LeBron and AD has the wherewithal to say, okay, let Russ let Russ cook, Cleveland. You've heard that term before. Let Russ cook through the regular season. They scale back their minutes. LeBron stopped not stop trying to play Iron Man and trying to go after Jordan's scoring <laughs> record. Um, he, 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 he can't do it without taking shots. <laughs> he stopped trying to go after Kareem's scoring record. And he played reduces to twenty five minutes a game. Twenty five. What? Twenty five thirty minutes a game. AD 
it, it, he shouldn't be around that 35, 36, 38 minutes a game, which he's been. He needs to be more around that 28, 29, 30 minutes a game. AD, just be able to stay alive for that 38 minutes a game, or excuse me, the 28 minutes a game. Allow Russ, to, as you stated earlier, let Russ cook. Russ is going to get him to – Russ alone will get him to 40 wins, right? So then you had LeBron and you had uh, AD. Now they're at, we're, they're at 55 wins. Okay, there are 55 wins. There are two or three in the West. What do we got in the West? We're going to have Golden State. Hey, Cam, State. check this out, man. No, no, Russ can get some run. He can do some things here and there, um, have some big games, do some things. The Lakers already have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He's coming in to be a complimentary player. And he's that, going to be it, a complimentary. So player. I'm explaining. Okay, you had your voice, all right? You, I'm explaining no, how no, this will work. No, no, you're, you're right. He has. I'm explaining how this is going to work, how this could possibly work. If it doesn't happen like this, if you guys put try to cage Russ up and say, Russ, only you only get 15 minutes a game, and then oh, now Russ, okay, hold stop, Russ, hold on, slow down, now slow Russ down, slow down. To stay in the locker room. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, Kev, you you were doing well up until that comment right there. So come, I'll let, I'll give you a chance to run to run that back a little bit. You know damn well they're not going to run West Westbrook fit less than 20 minutes in a game. He'll probably play no less. He'll he'll, he'll definitely play 30 a game. There's no doubt about that. Like but more the thing, yeah. The thing is what, what I, the point the point I'm trying to make till I was really interrupted by, <laughs> by the Rams do with the Rams colors up there. Is, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> If they take the step back and allow Russ to continue to flourish as he has and play how he has and compliment Russ, your boy, you, uh, they have um, Howard and Gasol. They, their minutes until they're playing legitimate big men may have to be reduced. Move AD to the, may move AD to the five, allow um, James to – because what happened in Houston is they got rid of Capella because they needed to open the floor up for Russ, right? Right. They right. needed to open the floor because Russ is not a, a three-point shooter. He's not a – he's really a mid-range shooter at best, yeah. right? So they got rid of Capella. So having Howard and Gasol down low is not going to work for that offense. Uh, uh, having AD playing now playing on the wing like he likes to do anyway, and then you have LeBron dancing around the elbow – or a little bit outside, like he likes to do any anyway. Now that opens the floor up for Russ, allow still Russ to penetrate, and now he's going to be collecting those assists. So Russ will still have the ball in his hands. Russ is still going to be dominated the show. That's how this. That's how that would work. And then you have the Malik Monks. Then you have Kendrick Nunn to come in and spell and spell Russell. But that same philosophy will work. If they have Russell, the ball in. LeBron's and that's this is a challenge. So that now you this is a big ass to take the bro, the ball out of LeBron James' hands. LeBron, now you're gonna be playing off ball because you have to admit, I, I think both of you guys would admit that asking Russell to play off ball doesn't make the sense that it would ask to make LeBron play off ball. But now you're taking the ball out of some of you guys' uh, fa fantasy guy after Mr. Space Jam, you're taking the ball out of his jam. How does that work? How does that fit with his Dude, what, What's up with the shots, Doc? Like, I mean, you can't, you can't get through the, the what no, you no. talk about without shots. How is that going to go over when you take the ball out of LeBron's hand? But that, now, I, I see that's the only way that could work. You Something make point. Wrong. 
that that was you know what you make you make a lot of good points and I'm gonna go I'll go down point by point. You made you made some really good points. Um, Cleek, chime in if if I'm saying something wrong. So basically, what you're saying is is you know LeBron James and AD have to take take a step back, right? You're you said they have to they have to drop down to as little as 25 minutes to 28 minutes a game. That's not gonna happen. Right, uh, maybe AD will be around thirty minutes a game. You know, twenty-eight minutes a game. That's more likely. LeBron, come on, man. That's, I mean, that's just not going to happen. You, you're talking about a guy, and I'm saying this as a LeBron guy. You're talking about a guy that has mastered uh, the art of being able to rest while oh, in really? a game. Oh, really? And right. So we know that. No defense that you guys have. We didn't. What do you mean? No that, uh, I'm not, I'm not really worried about that because we. What, what, what you're skipping over on that end is that we. There's it, there's a defensive staff there, right? So even though the what the defense last year, if you go back and check it, and you know this, I mean they, the defense was top five. Yeah, the three point you, shooting you had, was number twenty five, and that is Alex the Caruso. heart of the. Of, you had Alex Caruso. Oh yeah, yeah, we gonna miss Alex Caruso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Okay, so with that said, so you said let Russ cook, and Russ, and you make a good point. Russ, Russ is most likely good for about 40 wins because that's, I mean, that's what he averaged in OKC even without, you know, Paul George. And I, that's what he does, right? He, he sets people up to, to be successful. And, and I, I honestly, I, I hope that does happen to a certain extent. Now, where you lost me is you're saying that taking the ball out of LeBron's James hand. So I'm, I'm going to give you two examples, two, two examples of why, it's good and it's bad and why it's still going to work. First, when LeBron went to, to Miami the first year, you know, before the, before the playoffs, before the finals, all that stuff, whose team was it? Whose team did everybody say it was? It was Wayne County, right? It was Wayne County, right? Wayne County. I'm just saying. There's not a guy in that team comparable to Dwayne Wade. I'm just saying. I'm I'm giving you an example. Let me let me let me just just follow the example, not the actual person in itself. Just follow the example. So what happened was, all the people that said, "Oh, you know, LeBron can't play off the ball. Oh, he can't do this. He can't do this without the ball." Dwayne Wade was one of the. He he basically was the one feeding LeBron all of his assists. Whether they were dunks, alley oops, or three point shots, which you keep skipping over, LeBron played off the ball when he was in Cleveland. Now, with that said, what we've seen, or not Cleveland, I'm sorry, with the Heat, when he went back to Cleveland, what we saw was a guy that is one of the best decision makers in the playoffs when it comes to managing the pace of games and getting the most out of his players now a lot of people didn't like this but what Kyrie Irving was running the show before LeBron got there they won nothing like zero they were in the lottery every single year LeBron had to come to his defense yes twice yes Kyrie they asked him hey Kyrie why are you? Why did you have twenty six points with no assists? Mm-hmm. Right. Guess who came to his rescue? LeBron James. Like we're not even going to talk about that. That's what leaders do. We're, we're going to get better. 
we're not even going to worry about that. But what he recognized is that Kyrie was a he was he's a, he hey, Kyrie's gifted. Like this not we're not trying to say Kyrie's not even close to being a bum. He's one of the best players in the league. But his decision making was not leading to winning games on a regular basis. So that's why he had the ball in his hands most of the time. Now, in an end, it, let's let's really get into it. LeBron and Kyrie ended up splitting time with the ball at the end of each one of those finals that they were in. If you remember, they actually they dribbled about the Kyrie dribbled more, but they had the same possession time. They had the same possession time. So you need to go back and see that because I know that now. Well, it, it, whoever has the matchup, no, 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 it's about matchups, matchups. So, oh yeah, and, and here's an example for you too. You guys always say, "Oh, Kyrie won the championship." Who said? Who saw? Who recognized the matchup to say, "Hey, you know what? We're 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 missing. We're both missing we're on both sides. We're both missing shots. Let's isolate Kyrie. Get him that shot against Curry. Curry's their weakest defender. Who pointed that out? It was it was LeBron. It was LeBron. So when you guys want Jordan and Kobe and all these other guys and KD to take the last shot every single time." Which it doesn't happen. So, so now LeBron so now, recognized saying, "Hey, he has the mismatch. Get him on Curry and give him a shot against the weakest guy." So that's what that's back. what leaders do. So now we're going back to this revisionist history from five years ago. <laughs> he said, "Resist, resist revisionist history." So, so, so now we can stay. We can so, stay present so, day, Cam. So you, gonna, you don't, you don't so seem to want to understand prepare. what's really now going on here. No, exactly. So, Clint, now what you're doing is you're going to say Russell Westbrook comparing Russell Westbrook today in 2021 to Kyrie Irving back in 2016. That's what you're doing. You're That's missing the you're, – you're, like I just told you, don't go off of the player. Go off of the actual situation itself. The situation itself tells you that LeBron is ready to actually adjust when need to adjust. 51-point game. That happened three years ago. 51-point game. They were it, hey, they were down one, and basically he had Curry on him, and then he had two other people just waiting for him to drive because he had just drove to take the lead Man. in that finals. And guess what he did? He saw George Hill break into the hoop wide open, and he gave him the ball to get a free layup. He just happened to get fouled and missed one of the free throws. You know, I mean, why? I mean, what? Don't. You know, Clint, 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 you cut off for a minute, but I, I want. For, oh, for, sorry about all, that. For, first of all, Clint, I want to thank you for coming on Voice of Fans podcast to have the discussion. <laughs> I knew you would be passionate about it. No. I knew you would be passionate about it. I knew Cleveland needed some help because I would have just. Oh, whatever. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Clint. I got you back, Clint. I got you back, Clint. Hey, let them know where they can find you. Let, let them know where they find you on social media. I lost him. Clint, where you at? Where you at, Clint? Is that me? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Sorry about that. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, okay. We lost him. We lost him. So, Cleveland. When he come back out, when he come back, we'll get him on. Let the people know where they can find you, Cleveland. At Cleve Wonder on Twitter, Cleveland Steel on Instagram. And you can, as always, you can find me. What's good in sport? That's what's good. The letter in sport. 
or voice of fans on Instagram. I think this conversation has been really good. It's been really passionate. Cleveland, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of speak for, for Clinton on, on the Lakers side of kind of how you see this adjustment. I gave you what I think, I gave you what I think and how, how I think it could work. And, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Go ahead with, with your synopsis. There's going to have to be some adjustment on both sides, Cam. I mean, it, everyone is going to have to adjust their game down a little bit. But Russ is going to have to adjust his game down the most, and not only his game, but his mindset. Russ always goes into every game thinking that he's the best matchup because he's always the physical mismatch on the court. This time, he's going to have to look to AD. He's going to have to look to LeBron in that order. And quite possibly, someone else is having a good game. Usually, he looks to himself first. And then he looks around, and if he doesn't trust the other dudes, well, then it stays with him. So if he has somebody like a Beal, okay, you, you can get some runs sometimes. If you got somebody like a Harden, okay, you can get some runs sometimes. So Paul him, and KD, him and KD had conflicts multiple times. So, so when this being his 13th season in the league and so understanding the situation that he's in, I think that he's in a great opportunity to show that he can adjust his game. Yeah. So Wayne, so a Wayne Ellington, a Malik, Malik Monk, a Carmelo—he's been with Carmelo already. A Carmelo Anthony, you think those guys are enough to say to convince Russ to pass the ball? Well, he did, even, didn't no, he? No, I no, thought he, he did pass the ball. He not even pass, not even pass the ball. Let me take that back. I, I, let me take that, that. That wasn't the right to to give up good shots, to give up good shots, and not not get his shot. You think he's going to... Russ, Russ has always had a problem understanding that just because he has a physical mismatch against the person that's guarding him does not mean that the shot that he's taking is the best shot. So so, so that basketball IQ is what you're talking about. That's No, it's, it's not about that, basketball IQ. It's about him thinking that's, that's, that he is always the best IQ. option. That's right. basketball IQ. Passing the no, that's not basketball IQ. That's just, that's just... The hubris that Russell Westbrook and the intensity <laughs> that he's always played Hubris. That is that's a good word. That's a good word for it. You can't play with Kevin Durant and think that you're the best player on the court or even on your team. I think that is you know what I'm saying, and not not have a little bit of an ego. I think that is quite some basketball intelligence. So all of a sudden you're telling me not not all not all not maybe a little bit. It is we saw Allen Iverson do it quite a bit over the course of his career. No one ever questioned, you know, having you know IQ. I think they did when he went to uh any when he went to Dallas Denver. or Denver and Memphis. Denver. They were questioning why can't you just be a point guard? Why can't you uh, think about it? You're not the star anymore. Pass the ball to somebody else. Get but he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing with the likes of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony. Here we go. He was playing. He did play with Carmelo. If I, if I well, he played with that. Carmelo for a he minute. Did, uh, yeah, it was a hot minute. Before, yeah. before he was the tenth greatest scorer in the history of the, the National Basketball Association. During during that process. So yeah, again, he. Westbrook played with Carmelo in in OKC, so we understand yeah. that he know he understand who who he is. Did his game change when he played with Carmelo? Did I don't remember a whole lot of Carmelo going off for thirty uh, uh, in OKC. That's not quite the same as playing with LeBron and AD. I don't, well, so it's a little different. The compromise well, isn't the same. what you're missing, what you're missing is Paul George was uh, second in the MVP voting with with Russ. You remember that, right? That year, okay. Yeah, okay. So, so, oh my goodness. What? What did I say wrong? Did I say something wrong? Did I give too many facts? That's a fact. That's he was second in MVP voting playing with Russ in OKC. 
I remember that year because Dane put him out of the playoffs that year. I, I, I remember was, that. I think it was certain. That was a good point. That was a good. That was a good point, Clint. That might have been your best point in, in hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, right. way, you, you see, he throws those compliments around like manhole covers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, so, with that being said. Damn, that was a good point. That was a good point, Clint. Hey, you kind of you kinda, you kinda stuck. You know right what I mean? Dog, so, I mean, it's the I, truth. I just, the, the basketball IQ that, Clint, you you harped on for years, all of a sudden you guys expect that to get better. I, I just don't see um, – he, he can't be a number three, man. Somebody else is going to have to fall back and, and, and become that – Well, that's going to be Anthony Davis' role. And he doesn't Anthony necessarily Davis. consider him – he's never considered himself a, a two. Much less a three. So his thoughts are always going to be there. The pro, the here's here's the delicate massaging that has to happen. What has to happen is he has to say yes to the roles that that he and LeBron and AD agreed upon in the meeting, right? Then what has to happen with LeBron and AD is that they have to convince him that he is playing those roles, especially when things are going well. When things are going well. You know, maybe he's not Westbrook's not scoring 25 a game or something like that, but things are going well. They have to convince him that he's he's not he's still not a number three option. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out, man. This is this makes basketball, um, the NBA just I I still think, fellas, I think they can go back to that line. NBA is fantastic when they had in what was that, 1988? Oh, How I mean, far are you going back on that? I mean, NBA fan is fantastic. That line is still relevant. That's still li- that's still lived. That's well, that's a, that's another conversation because, from what I understand, the NBA is just ruined with a bunch of super teams now, and you know we all know who's going to win. Even though Milwaukee won, and nobody really thought that they were going to win, except for the people in Milwaukee at the time. So, I mean, you know, yeah, hey, preseason yeah. it was it was supposed to be the Nets and the Clippers. Last year it was supposed to be the Clippers and in Philly or or Boston or whoever it was, any, that doesn't make it any less fantastic. Because even though there were some injuries, I, I, well, I don't know. Who, I don't know. Who I, didn't tune, I'm with I, you. I don't know who didn't tune in to watch uh, Phoenix and in, in Milwaukee. I don't know who who didn't tune in to watch that. I mean, although well, it was two kind of quote unquote small markets, I mean they were still. <laughs> I, I think they were still um, compelling basketball. Um, and I thought I thought there was good basketball being played. Clint, before I let you go, man, I'm gonna ask you one yeah. question. And let we had this this topic came up from my fellas came up, my guys came up with this topic. Uh, Cleveland, you and I talked about it. Which American-born player can win an NBA MVP in the next ten years? Ooh. Oh, damn. That's a good question. We uh, I talk I, I I talked to somebody about this uh, the other day as far as um when the basically the European and the world the world uh, rush came where you know a bunch of Europeans started getting drafted just because you know they were they were more fundamentally sound than the AAU teams that that we put our American players on but I would say we could get somebody sooner than that sooner than ten years now I who, mean who, who would it be who would it be I'm just saying uh, the, the the question was ten years, so I'm just saying who. Question. I think it's more who who could it be than the time span. I think I said Devin Booker. 
Cleveland wasn't a fan of that one. Uh, no, I don't believe Kevin. No, Devin Booker is not. He's not. Devin we're Booker's talking about, moniker. We're talking, ten, we're talking about ten years now. We're talking about. 10 yeah, years. yeah, you know, I get it, but I mean, his his whole his whole thing. Even though, I mean, you know, you know, Mamba mentality. You know, all the power to that for sure. But his his whole thing is scoring. Like, I don't I don't think he'll ever get into the point where he's you know actually using that towards playing defense. Like, let's I mean, let's let's just go to this year. Jokic, as slow as he is on defense. He his team defense is actually pretty good. Like he well, shows well, in different well, things that he does. We all know he can score, but for that that point, his fundamentals, his footwork is 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 one of the best for any center that's in the league today. Right? So I mean, that's what we're looking at as far as an MVP uh in the NBA, right? So I mean, we had Embiid, and I know like I, I mean, to your question, Embiid's yeah. not born here. Right? Yep. But anyway, so I mean, just say I mean, I'll, I'll continue with the point though. But I mean, that's a great that's a great point. I mean, the only I mean, you're looking at like like cats like Booker, they're not they're not the guy, right? I mean, they're not the guy. I mean, Paul George would probably be your best bet. That type of player, a two way player, good fundamentals. I, I still I still gravitate towards. I mean, I think KD and Steph are always in the conversation. Right. As far as KD, winning an, an KD, NBA, KD and Harden. I would think initially Harden, but KD and Harden going to uh, equal each other out. They're yeah, they're going. Yeah, they're going to. Yeah, they'll they'll balance each other out for the votes for sure. Um, I mean, what? I mean, well, I'm just trying to think. I can. Steph Curry has a good chance to do it. He he. Could, but he but Clay's coming back though, so Clay's going to take a little shine if he's right. If Clay's right, he'll. I mean, he'll. You know, he'll basically kind of take some votes from Curry, not as an MVP, but just as the fact that, you know, he, he, had, some, he had more help than... He right, was, exactly, so, so, exactly. Just to, just to kind of temper this conversation a little bit, basically my argument was I would take the field and Cam would take Giannis, Embiid, Joker, and Luka. I, I feel those are the only four international players that can win the MVP. For the most part, those are good. Those are good names. That I mean, right off the top of my head, that that you know, I can't. That's I can't kind of disagree the pool, with that. Right? Yeah. So so uh, then you have those four versus the rest of the league. I'll just right. take the rest of the league. Right. Right. I, I don't mean, see well, anyone other than we those had standing up as an MVP caliber player. How close did we have Lillard to being an MVP? Uh, I mean, how close is the, the voting has he? Relatively, relatively close. Right. So I, I mean, think on a, I think it will change the scenery and you yeah. know putting up big numbers and taking his uh, team that's you know thing, deep into the that's, playoffs for sure. That's the thing, though, uh, guys. Uh, I still want to talk about Lillard, man. We we went yeah. really long, but Lillard uh, do does before the season start, Clint. Does Portland accept Ben Simmons for Lillard? No. And some draft picks or something. No. No, they can't. I mean, it would have to be more. It, it would. It Philly would have to give them way more than that because uh, Simmons stock is really low. Would you give up Maxi? Would you get? I mean, because now uh, Lillard was supposed to be going to L.A. Right? I mean, yeah. Well, who? The Clippers or the or the Lakers? Oh, he was going to be. He was going to be in purple and gold. Okay. 
Yeah, that that was that was that was kind of in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if he shows up, that would be interesting. Him and Paul George playing together, that would be interesting. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. They could do it. Don't say they can't do it. No. 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 Like Bomber got. Bomber has endless pockets. That that would work. And Bomber's friends with the wife. Maybe Bomber need to call up the uh, Miss uh, Miss Allen and say, hey. Before you sell the team, let me go ahead and get that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, you know I, I have it. I have it on good authority. I can't disclose my sources because I do have a good source. Um, the thing that they're building in Inglewood is massive. It's absolutely oh, okay. massive. It's okay. almost on the scale of what you said Golden State, the, their stadium is going to be like. That's what Bomber is building. It's not just the stadium, but he's building around the, the no, no. community. No, of that saying, stadium. No, what I'm what I'm saying is Bomber being from he has some ties in the Northwest. Yeah. You know Paul Allen, Paul Allen on the, 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 the Microsoft fraternity, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Solid. The, yeah, yeah. And the, and the, the uh trailblazers. Yeah. I know the wives talk. He can have yeah. because Paul Allen's gone and they're yeah. they're gonna sell the team. Yeah. Um the Portland, if they're not already on the, if they're not a for sale sign in the yard already, they're going to sell that team. And Paul Allen can just say, "Hey, let, before you sell that team, let me go ahead and get that. Let me get, let me Steve get." Steve Ballmer uh, could say that. I, I will, I will guarantee you this. Knowing, knowing some of the stuff that I've been told, especially when it comes to Portland, Portland is not that far away from Seattle as a fan base and there is no way they're they're basically going to throw in uh what um what Milwaukee did whereas when they sold the team that they there was a promise not to 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 sell the team for 2 to 3 years to anyone that's not in that's uh, out of state or was it something like that yeah, that's yeah. definitely going to happen Portland Portland will not get rid of Rip City anytime no, soon. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about selling the team. I'm not talking about getting rid of the team. I'm talking about just getting having the connection for me to call you up and say, "Hey, I know you're getting ready to sell this team. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to you who's on the team. Why don't you go ahead and trade me, Damian Lillard?" Oh no, you can't do that. You know that's against the bylaws. You can't do that. That's against all the law. That's against all the NBA. That's against the the players. Players collective. If, that's against the, the bodying rules. That's t- wife, that's tampering to the upteeth upteeth percentage. Wa- if my wife calls your wife and says, "Let's work a let's work a deal," that has nothing to do with the going on in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? You anyway, know better than that. It, it, you know better it, than that. Well, do you know it, what happened to to AK47 and that little deal that they tried to pull off there in Brooklyn? They got what, fined to. To high heaven on just that deal itself. You, think, you talk about Barber, a whole you franchise. You think Barber's oh, worried about a fine? It's not it's even about mean, the fine, though. It's because they'll take draft picks and they'll they'll take they'll start they'll go deep into your your organization to try to to bury you. And he can't afford to do that, especially uh, that Portland can't afford to do that, and Barber can't be a part of that going to Inglewood, especially with the money that he's putting into that. Yeah, I mean that. I mean. That's sneaky. That's a sneaky way to do it, and uh, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But that not there. Yeah, too many people. You, uh, dude. They they vetoed the Chris Paul trade. Okay, okay, that was Chris. You know how that happened, though. I mean, that was. I know, I know, out, but still, that's on a lower owner, level. They're, they're coming out of an owners meeting when they just right. agreed 20 minutes ago. No, there hey, Cam, won't be any uh, trades going hey, on. Hey Cam, Cam, Damian Lillard misses winter to come to LA. 
I'm sorry. He's going somewhere else. It's not going to be LA. We're talking about we're talking about the NBA. um, Who could be a potential NBA caliber player? I mean, the Portland Portland just don't have enough without. uh, They don't have enough for no. I mean, they don't don't have have enough. enough. I mean, I guess he can go. I guess he can have a season where he's doing thirty-five and twelve and. 35, 12, and 8, and that might that might give them some consideration. But at the end of the day, they're gonna be they're gonna win 45 games and get bounced in, in the first round. And be a six round, mm-hmm. be a six seed and say, hey, he's had a great career. How long is he gonna put up with that before he demanded the trade? And he probably should have demanded the trade a month ago and might not be and it might not be Russell Westbrook in, in LA. Well, I mean, Cam, you gotta yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. We I'm not going to say myself because I'm, I mean, I'm old school, but I've kind of grown out of it. I I know, uh, I I know enough of basics of the NBA business today that all this, a, oh, it's nice to have a small market win the championship and all that stuff. I went back and did some research. So from nine, from 1980 to today, an average of two small markets win the championships every 10 years, every 10 years, right? Two, two small markets. If you don't count San Antonio, they did a really good job with picking up R.C. Buford and basically a Hall of Fame coach that basically held that down for for nearly 20 years. Right. Well, Other than you, that, that's an aberration. Lakers, well, I mean, if Celtics. Take, if, yeah. If you take Toronto and, and Milwaukee out, it's, it's been San Antonio, exactly. and Lakers and Celtics, right? Right. So, right. Exactly. Golden so State kind of disrupted that, but they're they're right. kind of top. I mean, what are they? Top twelve or something like that. Yeah, I mean, but Cleveland's, Cleveland's different. Yeah. Well, they, well, you know. Well, come on. You know why? I mean, if you really want to say the man's name once, I mean, you know, in a in a positive light, well, we know why Cleveland made it right. So, but yeah, other than I, that, I, it's, I really it's all hell, big markets. We really had a hell of a champ- uh, championship. <laughs> 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 it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen before the end of the season. He's hey, going to say let, something good about uh, LeBron hey, hey, James. Let, let the people know where they can find you, man. Oh, uh, man, I'm on MJ Lover 23 Oh, you didn't even know that. Wow. MJ Lover 23 Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Just look up Clint Lomax. You'll find me. You, 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 know. you, haven't, cha- you haven't changed that? I no, dude. dude. Right hey, hey, let's, let's, let's be honest. Um, you know, Jordan is the GOAT. Oh. He's the GOAT. There there's no, there's no disputing that. However, 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 it's not bad being number two all time. That's right. I mean, so where, where's Cole? Where you got Cole at? He's in the top ten. He's probably number ten. What? That's that's another story altogether, too. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You need to have you need to have you need to have me and you need to have uh you need to have uh our fam Otis Otis aka Hater on too because he'll explain to you my uh I have a love I have a I have a I have a uh I have a uh a different relationship when it comes to to Kobe being Bryant um you know there's some things that I wish he would have done to win more championships but well, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll tell you one thing. I never missed any game that he played, not one. I watched yeah. every single game he ever played. So that yeah, I could see. 
Yeah, we're gonna have you back on the show after that, man. But thank you for tuning <laughs> in. We're gonna get into this next topic, man. We appreciate you. Right, thanks, in. y'all. I appreciate y'all. Clean, right, clean. Hold it down, baby. Hold it down, clean. You know I will. You know I will. Represent. All right, y'all. All right, thank y'all. you, sir. Hey fans, want to thank you guys for tuning in to our Voice of the Fans podcast as you do each and every week. We appreciate the love. Please make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend about our show. Additionally, I'd like to ask that you guys subscribe to our Voice of the Fans YouTube page. Go to YouTube, type in Voice of the Fans, hit the subscribe button. What you're going to find there is a lot of exclusive content, interviews, between Greg Popovich and myself, Scott Farrell, Sports Talk host, and myself, you're going to hear my com- conversation with Emmett Smith. Hear why he tells me to go do some research. You're also going to see my interview with Jim Brown, legendary Jim Brown. You're going to see my interviews with Eric Dickerson. You're going to see my interview with Terrell Davis. Hear why Terrell Davis says that Broncos running system was not a system hear his explanation of that once again voice of the fans on youtube page check it out again tell a friend to tell a friend because we appreciate that love thank you guys for tuning in and as always thank you for making our voice your choice this week back in this day in history or this week in history man slavery was declared unlawful by the British Empire, 1834, August 1st. Um, Marcus Garvey, in August 2nd, 1920, presents his Back to Africa program in the city of New, uh, New York, New York City, actually. August 4, 1985, Rod Carew got his 3,000th major league hit mm. in 1985. August 4th, 1986, uh, it was mentioned earlier, I think Clinton brought up the United States Football League, the USFL, caught off, caught off its 1986 season after winning after winning their token damages and, and its antitrust laws against the NFL. I think every owner got a dollar, if you remember that. Yeah, every, every, yeah, every owner. They won the lawsuit, but it was only given, what, 30 bucks at the time. Every every owner got a dollar, and they said, yeah, you guys can't compete. So you, you guys just give it up, man, quick. Uh, Clint, excuse me, Cleavon, my bad. Cleavon, the locks and the dip set. Did you watch the verses? Did you see the verses? I have been hearing about it, man. I am late to the party. I hear it was epic. I hear al Jada just tore I mean, it down, man. That's exactly what happened, man. I I had to watch it last night. I'm so um I'm happy. I, I'm happy for my sister. I was able to get credentials to send my sister to watch it, but I was so jealous I couldn't be there myself. Uh, but yeah, it's just that. Uh Jada Kiss is the star of the show, bro. He he was the star of the show and just let them guys have it. Like he, he let it have you got to tune in. You got to watch it. You, you already heard what happened, so I'm not telling you anything different. I mean, you know the hits. If you just list them, you could, I'm sure you could just think of multi multi <laughs> hits versus Dipset hits. So that shouldn't be that shouldn't have been hard to do. Just go on down the line. But it was entertaining, very entertaining to watch. The first one with fans in the building. And as I stated, my uh, my sister was there, so that was that was great. Um, 
Team USA, they get the rematch against Team uh, Australia in tomorrow night. Can they can they rebound? Yeah, they rebound big. Like they did. I think that was a ten point loss, 10, 12 point loss, if I remember correctly. Like I don't know how I don't know how big it will be. It depends on Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Depends on how they kind of show up. Okay. Um, so, what do you think about Simone Biles coming back and winning the bronze? Is is on the balance beams? I mean, the balance beams. Come on, there's on that four inch beam. I don't know if you ever been on a balance beam. Have you ever been on a balance beam? Let's start there. Been on a balance beam. And yeah, you you, you didn't last started, long. Started to stand. Started to stand and walk. You, you you know what? So I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the story. Um, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the story. Um, the balance beam is four inches wide, four inches wide, four four inches wide, right? It's four feet off the four feet off the floor. So when you get on a when you get on a balance beam, you, well, you look at it, you don't think, okay, four feet off the floor, you fall, you you land on your feet. Sure you do, yeah, you you'll land on your feet most times, but a lot of things can happen when you're on that beam. And then just think about when you're doing flips and you're uh, you're trying to stand. I don't know if you can stand on your hands, but you roll over and do a handstand and then bring your feet back down on the beam like that. That's some talent in itself. Cleveland, I worked a job in Florida where we were building a bridge across across water. Okay, and part of the bridge you have they they build it up with i beams that are six inches wide and but in 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 georgia where i was at it was right on the line georgia florida line um it in the morning the the tide is in and you know our boots and our boots and our pant legs are getting wet because the tide is in but in the afternoon that tide is out, and now there's a there's a twenty foot uh, twenty foot difference between if you were to fall in the morning, you fall right into the water. If you fall in the afternoon, you fall 20, 20 feet before you hit the water. But I had to crawl across those beams, man. I had to crawl across those beams, bro. Um, it was obviously a lot easier to do in the morning because, again, it's the, just the psychological uh, thought process. If you fall, you fall right into the water. And in the afternoon, I had to crawl against those beams, bro. Uh, it was, it, those beams are six inches wide. And some of these white boys are just running across them, just dancing across them. I'm like, yeah, you all do your thing, man. I, you know, I, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Go do what you need to do. I'll get there when I get there. But I say that to say, man, when she gets, you get up on those balance beams in, in any of these girls, man, they, you don't have to be a, a Olympic gold, bronze medalist to be impressive on these beams. You get up on a beam and you do your little routine, period. That's impressive alone. So I, I I congratulate her for uh, kind of regaining the the her, her mental capacity to get up there and to win a bronze uh, or to win a medal or to, well, let me back up to continue a, a routine and then win a bronze that's kudos that's good good for her but she should be a she should be uh, celebrated for winning a bronze medal that's where that was my initial question 
I think uh, given the adversity that she's had to go through um, just to kind of be able to kind of block out all the noise and have an opportunity to, again, I mean, I think that sometimes in America, we are spoiled by the accomplishments of our athletes and sometimes don't put it in the proper perspective. Um, I don't think a bronze medal is anything to sneeze at, even if you're someone that uh, is projected to win gold um, at the you know prime peak of your career. Um, certainly, this is not uh, an event that um, we had unrealistic expectations about where she was going to finish. I mean, I personally didn't think she was going to medal. So, okay. Um, is that an Olympic game on right now? I'm just I'm just checking something. I just got an alert that it is Team USA is playing right now. Did you were you aware of that halftime for halftime Australia is up? It's not on my. Oh team. well, but halftime is America. It's, I thought it was, it was Thursday. Um. Uh, but yeah, Olympic gold medals, nothing to sneeze at. You're you're absolutely correct. Um. So I, it was just the first thing that came on my mind. Are we celebrating kind of mediocrity now that she gets celebrated? So the way you framed that was a was was pretty good. Like she, um, you know, had, there was some ad- adversity that she needed to overcome. So kudos to her for overcoming them. Um, that's interesting. I did not know this game was on right now. So let me turn this on, man, just so I can keep us uh, keep us updated. Um, also, Cleveland. I don't know if I'm letting my bias. Uh, um, I'm trying to re- refrain from being biased. Now, covering the Chargers the last few years, um, you know, I want to speak positively uh, of them because I was covering them. But you know, with with uh, with the coach um, Anthony Lynn, there's not a lot to be celebrating. The videos I sent you because Brandon Staley, man, has been nothing less than impressive. He got the job. He, since he got the job, he, he's highlighted uh, people development and how he wants to become a, a better uh, teacher to teach football and then a, a coach so he can coach football and kind of get players in the right um, in the right position. It's very it's been very different than what you might expect from a, a Bill Parcells, my way or the highway. It's been very different of what you might expect from a Jimmy Johnson, um, you know, yelling in the ear. I remember, you know, the clip when Jimmy, the kid said, I have asthma. <laughs> and Jimmy says, "We'll take that shit to up there to the upper field. We play football down here. We got real men down here, right?" And then continue practice. It's very different from this style of coach where he wants to build a relationship. And and I'm familiar with this thought process through being a sales manager, leading the sales team. So in business, I understand the philosophy. Um, I certainly understand the philosophy, and I'm with the philosophy, but. As coming from a football coach, it's odd to see. It's odd to that this guy really wants to get to know this person before the football player. 
And by knowing the under, knowing and understanding the person, he feels he can put the football player in a better uh, devise scheme to put the football player in a better role. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. And he, it's a very difficult position to be in just because of the nature of the game and how often uh, personnel t- turns over. Um, just have that ability to be, you would have to have that ability to do that fairly quickly um, and then be able to cut it off just as quickly. So. Well, we'll see if this happens because he's he's preached this from since he took over the job in in January, and understood being that people person philosophy, it, it seemed to go very well. We had a couple players, Linval Joseph, who um, played for the Minnesota Vikings a lot of years, won a Super Bowl championship with the Giants. You know, said he might be the best coach he's played for because he cares about you as a person. Um, he mentioned that we had. Um, Justin Jones, a, def- a, a defensive lineman, say echoes similar thoughts because he actually cares about you as a person. That you're you're more willing to kind of work harder for for him, which is impressive. That that's very impressive to have your coach think about it. So I asked him that today, and then you'll hear his response in the cl- in the link that I sent you. So I think it's very telling. Also, um, so but so I'm not trying to let this sway my opinion because I really want to see how that plays out on the field. And when they're down, you know, 17 to nothing, like what's the response from him? What's the response from the players? How that plays out then? Also, they have a revamped offensive line. Offensive line. They got the offensive center from the – the. So they got some more offensive and then they have all the other receivers always looks impressive on the defense side of the side of the ball you're familiar with Joey Bosa they got Kenneth Mur- uh, Kenneth Murray who man I, I mean my dick heart my dick got hard when I hear Kenneth Murray talking about putting his hands on people and flying through explosion people and he wants to hurt people I, I, I got excited when I ta- heard a linebacker talking like these guys still want to get out there and do this and then obviously they have a lot to be excited about I just don't interested to see how this plays out on the field. Um, obviously, they're they're playing a tough division. We're going to break that down their division over the next couple of weeks. But these Chargers, man, are you? How do you see them from afar, or do you need to look more into them? Help me out. Need to look a little bit more into them. I think they got Justin Herbert, new year or uh, first year coach, um, a defense that you know has had trouble staying healthy, um, a, a running game. I'm not quite sure where they're going to get the production from. And, I mean, forever in a day, they've been throwing to the same receiver. Um, not as explosive as he used to be. I mean, I like Keenan Allen, but, I mean, he's just kind of Keenan Allen, you know? So, so and as you can, and fans, you can go see my my videos and my interview with these coaches and players. You can see them on YouTube, uh, on Voice of the Fans on YouTube. You'll see all my interviews with the players uh, post practice here over the last seven days. But in analysis, you know, you're overlooking them. You're overlooking Mr. Consistency. 
I'm not over. I'm not overlooking him. I mean, he is someone that was always going to get you 80 to 100 catches, and you know when he's healthy, he's going to give you all. But I mean, it's just what I mean. He's that's 80 to 100 catches that puts him over the last 10 years, uh, probably number four. Without even looking at the list, that probably puts him on uh, number four behind Julio Jones, behind the. Hopkins, um, who, what other receiver you want to name? He's he's a couple receivers behind that person. I mean, he's still he's in the, he's in the top five receivers in the game still because you know he's going to be there. Now they got a, a quarterback with a big arm who can, who can throw to him. It, you know, it, he's still going to he's still going to shine. Five six years ago, maybe I would have agreed with you. He's, he's been out there for a minute. Five. This is. Uh, so uh, I'm interested. Obviously, I covered them, so I see them on a regular basis. But I want you to check out those videos that I sent, and, and then you know, let me know what you think. Uh, Cleveland, let's talk about the Major League Baseball. Man, they had a, they had a big uh, where NBA was killing on a free agency. Major League Baseball had the big trade deadline. How did Dodgers end up with Matt Scherzer? And Trey Turner, yeah, they did have to give up their uh, top two prospects in their minor league system, but I mean the Dodgers print money and they'll they'll get more prospects, so it's a you know all in type of mentality with them, and you know being the defending World Series champions, do what you got to do. It does that just lock them into another World Series championship? Um, one more time. Locking up Scherzer, did that cement them for another World Series championship? Did that just no. lock them in? They play in, they play in the you know, West where they, they're not even the, the best in their division. The Giants have a better record, and the Padres arguably have just as much talent. So that so that doesn't lock them in there. So anybody thinking that they're, they're going to win the division is, uh, or win another – Titles bananas is what you're saying. No, it's cert it certainly um helps their, their their chances for it, but it's it's not a lock. Even with even with Kershaw and Scherzer at the top of their rotation. The three three in the in the division in the national league. I mean they got the they're behind they are behind the Giants, but the only the Giants and the Brewers are ahead of them. The so, Padres are right on their heels. I mean, they're they're far from running, you know, running away with the division. I mean, you know, okay, they're they're gonna have to play it out, and then once they get to the playoffs, they still have to, you know. So are, get past are you, some really good teams? Are you are you guys up in Seattle still smarting over with this? Uh, um... The Graveman trade was tough, man. It, it, I'm not gonna lie to you. It took a week or so to kind of get over it, but. Uh, Fortunately, Abraham Toro has made it almost uh, seem worthwhile. He's been uh, scorching the ball. He's already got uh, four home runs since he's been up here. He's hitting like four fifty since since the trade. So, so the, almost the making uh, Jerry Depoto look like a genius. So the Mariners are what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In, in the win column against 
in the American League, the seven and a half games back, the seven and a half games back, where two weeks ago there were two games back. Remember, you're telling me they're two games, two and a half games back. Now they're seven and a half games back. No, I think they still are like three and a half games back in the wild card. I just don't think you're reading the, the stats correctly, but that's okay. What do you mean? They got 51 losses. There's seven teams ahead of them with, more, with less losses. What do you mean? I'm looking right at it. Seven, they're seven and a half games back. You should probably try looking at their winning percentage and seeing if they're one of the top six teams. They're again. There's one. They have. They're five thirty-two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams ahead of them with better winning percentage. The Rays, the the Red Sox, Yankees, the Blue Jays. I know. I know they just beat the Rays. The White Sox, the Astros, the Athletics are all ahead. That all have better records. So they should be about three and a half games in back of the of the. I don't know what three and a half games. Is. I don't know how you keep getting three and a half games. I'm looking at seven and a half games back. Seven okay, well, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay, well, it's a mirror. I'm just saying it's it's, not, it's a mirror. I mean, it's not even worth the discussion. Yeah, right. it's not worth the discussion right now. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what they do. Man. We'll we'll see how they finish. Uh, Cleveland, before we go, um, thank you for your participation, man. I know it's a long show. I know a lot been thrown at you. You kind of, um, you know, uh, you're seething over there. I know you're not happy with, with the way some of the discussions played out today, but um, I, I think you understand kind of what I'm saying that you guys can't expect uh, something to happen when this guy hasn't been a, a complimentary player all, all his whole Out of his nature, right. So I, all of a sudden now you you want this guy to no longer to be ball dominant. Bring it in just a little bit. You want his bit. basketball IQ to grow, you know, overnight here. Like, I mean, some of this is not possible. So um, we'll see how things transpire. It's going to be an exciting season, season to watch. But once again, Cleveland, I want to thank you as always for your participation. Um, I want to leave you guys with a quote here. Never give up. Failure and rejection are the first step to succeeding. So that's something you can, you know, let Russ know. Don't give up, man. You know, you keep working at it. Keep working at it. You, you can succeed, succeed. One, you can succeed eventually. That, that's essentially what this is saying, man. So, Cleveland, thank you for participating, man. Thank you for the, uh, the time. And then we look forward to chatting with you next week. My pleasure, bro. All right. Have a good one, Chief. Thanks for making our voice your choice.